Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. You're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It's a retro video games podcast. And this week we are talking about arcades in their entirety. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The widest possible scope of, uh, of an episode. So it's just kind of a special episode about arcades, taking the opportunity that we're in the, the same room together um, to uh, kind of talk about a, a more general subject. And it doesn't hurt that uh, both the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, which we just did, and Portland, Oregon. Uh, itself has a fantastic arcade experience attached. Yes, very much so, both of which uh, are strongly centered around the establishment ground control, which I have to say is one of the uh, one of the finest places I've, I've, I've ever been to. Yeah. Um, yeah, ground control was a reason I moved out here. I mean, ground control, so it is a, a bar, so a full-service bar with very good prices on drinks, you know, and as a, a man who drinks, positive. <laughs> um, it is a, and then it is also a two-story arcade. Um, they serve food there. I haven't eaten there, um, but it's just you know pub food, not a big deal. But yeah, two story arcade with with drinks. All the machines are set up with drink holders next to them. Um, it's open late. They uh, on Tuesdays they do rock band karaoke, which is awesome. You know it's it's just, it's a fantastic place. The design's really attractive. I love it. Um, you know I spend entirely too much time and money at this place. <laughs> I've I've beaten like all of the go to the right and punch stuff games. Um, from high as high quality as X Men to low quality as Sunset Riders, I've, I beat all of them there. So, the uh, uh, I, I love this place, and uh, yeah. I was really excited to be able to show Cole. Yeah, I'm a believer. I was very happy that we got a chance to stop out there. But even the the after party of uh, of, of PRGE on a Saturday night, um, I don't know when this episode is going out, but uh, that gives you the the the, the basically the midpoint of, of the festivities for the evening. Um, wandering around with overpriced drinks and doing free play. Um, was a uh, was a fantastic experience um, playing some of those. So what's going to come of this? Um, this is going to be kind of a more freeform episode, just like with the Super Mario World episode. We had the uh, the old portable recorders out, and uh, we had a, a, a couple of uh, segments of us kind of uh, recording on the floor, um, which you're going to hear those interspersed throughout. So think of this as kind of like the flash fiction equivalent of Watch Out for Fireballs, like where we just played a game and just talked about it for like a minute and a half. And right. just kind of like what's neat about it or what's interesting or what we liked about it. And a lot of stuff that was classic and has been out for a long time that one or both of us had not played, which is really cool. Um, y'all warn you that a couple of uh, uh, console games snuck in there, you know, just saying <laughs> they're, they're going to go in here anyway because uh, there's nowhere else to put them. They're, they were part of the experience. Yeah. And they probably have, they're probably, you know, they're probably arcade versions of at least Tyco, right? It's Namco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at least there's some kind of arcade in, in Japan that's <laughs> Namco branded in its entirety that has a... Uh, as Taiko. a Taiko Drum Master um, arcade cabinet. Yeah. Yeah, so do you want to uh, go ahead and... And we're like I said, we're just going to intersperse these. We don't remember all the games we did, so we're not going to introduce them. Um, they're just going to come when you least expect them with some kind of audio cue. Remember, don't shoot food. 
So we're here at the after party of PRGE, uh, which is being hosted by Ground Control. Uh, they're providing a lot of arcade games. This is kind of the introduction here for whatever we're going to do. And Gary and I, we just played a game called Blasteroids, which is this really awesome Asteroids Plus kind of game. Yeah, so, so imagine a, a co-op Asteroids um with the kind of exploration, so you're checking out different sectors. You get to, you have scanners. You can see what's in the, sa- the sectors before you go to them. You have to kill a certain number of uh, or clear a certain number of sectors. You have power ups as well. It's co-op uh, simultaneous. Um, we're watching the uh, tracked mode right now, which uh, has some kind of like boss. His name is Muckor, and he's uh, an asteroid with a pig face that shoots uh, bullets out of eight eight sides of him. Yeah, so. seeing a bunch of like uh, power ups too. This thing is really really complex. I'm not sure if it's like Atari approved or whatever, but this. Is is kind of sad that it's lost a time. Never heard of it. Cheers to Blasteroids. Yes. Cheers to (laughs) racism. Yes, cheers to racism. Yes. (laughs) Two waffles up. Someone shot a food. Like, what was your childhood arcade, Cole? Yeah, my childhood arcade was called Laser Arcade. It was at the Kingsgate Mall in Mansfield, Ohio. Uh, this was um, the better, bigger uh, alternative to the one that was at the other mall, the Richland Mall, called Aladdin's Castle. Oh, Aladdin's um, Castle is a chain. Yes, it we is. We had Aladdin's Castle, yeah. Yeah, uh, Aladdin's Castle. More of the machines were broken. Uh, Laser was 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 great because they uh, because they had some of the bigger stuff. So they had like Daytona USA. Um, that that probably dates me, like and puts me like at that era where it is. But uh, but they had all of the uh, all of the good stuff, um, and it was a it was a nice even distribution between ticket machines and uh, the games that I liked, which were the uh, actual like arcade cabinet kind of things. Mm-hmm. And when you say um, it kind of dates you, what's interesting is we're both talking about arcade experiences, but they're 100% different. Like arcades being this evolving, you know, uh, platform. <laughs> evolving you know. into an evolutionary dead end. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like uh, kind of like pinball has this ridiculous renaissance going on right now. Yeah. Um, you know, there are uh, elements of it that are coming back. So it's, it's not nearly as big as it used to be. But it doesn't really have to be. Like, when you say adventure games are dead, like, yes, you know, they aren't selling all their millions, but they're still surviving, you know, if there are enthusiasts, you know, who love it. So it's kind of like that kind of the same thing. I won't call it a dead end. I won't say it's dead. It's mm-hmm. still around. It's just smaller than it was. And, right. it, I mean, it used to be, you know, just amazingly huge. I'm kind of surprised you caught as much, you know, enough of that to be significant. Like, I feel like maybe you would have been, become arcade age around the same time that arcades were on the decline. A little bit, yeah. But, like, this is, like, when, like, Sega was at their, was at their height too with with uh with you know virtua cop and uh you know virtua fighter and things like that like you know sega was really really like you know taking over at that point yeah major force in in the arcades when you say um you know daytona usa and then all the so i guess what it maybe was drilling down to a part of that yeah. is that when you say all the the rest like you have to elaborate what those are because it could be something <laughs> totally you know it's gonna be totally different than what i were or anybody listening is gonna have a totally different arcade experience exactly yeah i mean some of my favorites at uh, at laser were uh Oh gosh, the Avengers game, X Men, uh, the Sim- the Simpsons. Um, I really, really liked um, any any kind of like top down shooter. So nineteen forty two, um, yeah. So 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 like those ones, they they generally stayed the same. Like I, I came into arcades right as we st- like, right as they started kind of like going towards these installation kind of things, like the mm-hmm. gimmick, you know, kind of yeah. kind, of, kind of stuff like you can find at any uh, at, at any game works yeah um, yeah yeah, to yeah. or dave and busters yeah exactly yeah. you know like the, you know the the, the ddrification or the yeah. uh you know s- s- stuff like that Light guns 
Yeah, exactly. But there are also like classic cabinets, like uh, you know, like 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 Miss Pac Man and, and things like that. Mortal Kombat was a big one. Uh, Mortal Kombat mm. and Street Fighter. Um, I've never I've never been a big fighting game kind of person, but uh, but you know, the early '90s, which is when I really kind of came into my own, that was that was like the fighting game, um, you know, prime. And, and that's not even to disparage, you know, like these light gun game and gimmick games. What's interesting as far as what's happened to the arcade though is a lot of arcades now are it's like they've been put in a centrifuge. Where, like, games are just, like, the newest of the new. Like, this is the new shit. And then, like, the Namco Atari era of things. And it's rare that you find, you know, an arcade that has a lot of points in between. Right. Um, which makes it hard. So, you know, my uh, my arcade that I went to was uh, Gala, Gala West, which is in Aurora, Illinois. And uh, it was attached to a bowling alley. Total, you know, someone took uh, Dayglo neon paints and splattered them randomly on the wall, like blacklight. It actually, I've only been to a strip club once. And I had the exact same decor, <laughs> which I, you know, totally not. It's not a bit. Like, it's it's 100% true. I'm like, this is like Gala West, except with all kinds of vaginas. Like, it was just, you know, every single kind from, from every, you know, but the, uh, you know, it was just, uh, you know, it was decorated like that. It was huge, really complicated, uh, geographically in a weird way there are lots of stairs going up to small platforms and little like secluded areas um when i got really into it so i had like kind of a later phase which was like, the fighting game phase but mm-hmm. what was huge when i went were uh beat em ups so and not just like the you know final fight was obviously huge i played a lot of that um but also uh, like knights of the round which is a capcom game um you know swords and sorcery uh, magic sword which is not a beat em up which is actually kind of like a a platformer adventure game, mm-hmm. um, which is you know really console-ish. And, and what was true then and is also kind of true now when I go to arcades is I'm, I'm still kind of seeking that, that console experience, but I want it in a bite-sized bit. Right. You know, like I like the games that are platformers or have adventure elements still. When I see that stuff, it's really neat. Like I never really got into shooters or fighting games or the racing games. Those games are meant to be uh, bite-sized. And when the gimmick stuff came along for me, it was like uh, uh, that time hologram game do you know what i'm talking about it was time like time hologram like like the like the time fighters where like you could chop people's heads off and shit no, no, no. time fighters did come out but that one that was like um it was like a holographic game about a time traveling cowboy <laughs> um it's like 100 true like uh uh the name of it is escaping me but it was a huge white cabinet it looked like it was from you know the future and it was a holographic game and those took over like crazy you know, no one really understood that, like, since it was actually a little human in the hologram, it was just, you know, Dragon uh, Dragon's Lair. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was all the game could be. But uh, that was that was huge. And then, like, game, like weird gimmicks, like, there's a game called Trog, which is a, a claymation Pac-Man with dinosaurs and cavemen. Yeah. Um, you know, multiplayer, things like that. So the gimmicks came in really video-based as opposed to kind of installation-based at that point. So we just got finished playing the six-player X-Men uh, Konami game uh, here at the PRG after party, and uh, it's fucking great. Yes, the, uh, I mean it's a go to the right and punch stuff game, like uh, you know, Simpsons, Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles, all that stuff. Um, so you know, it's all about managing jump kicks and being slightly on a different plane than the enemy, enough where you can hit them. Um, it's cheap; it's a quarter-eating thing, but it's beautiful looking. Um, you know, tons of personality. The way each character moves is really like telegraphs, like what they're like. Um, tons of bosses, hilarious voice acting. It's awesome, and it's like a snapshot of X Men history. It's it's like based on the pride of the X Men cartoon pilot, 
So, like, all the characters look exactly like they stepped out of that. That's why Dazzler's there, in case you were wondering. Um, you know, so excellent. It's actually, it's my favorite go-to-the-right-and-punch-stuff arcade game, other than maybe Dungeon Dragon Shadow over Vistaria. Uh, get on it, actual devs. Yeah, yeah, get on it, licensers. Like, exactly. Yeah. And, like, this machine is so beautiful. Like, the screen is in, like, this, it's not 16 by 9 it's basically, like, like fucking Lawrence of Arabia, like, yeah. in its original aspect ratio. Yeah. It's so wide. Yeah. And just, like, it's such a gem that it exists, like this six-player thing. You have to imagine that there's like only a certain number of them left, and once they're gone, they're going to be gone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. One of the big nice things about so, and not to you know, Cole put on the business uh, the the bingo card, me bragging about living in Portland. So I live in the same town as this arcade, and I've gone through the X-Men arcade game with five different strangers no less than three different times. <laughs> so if, if you want to move to Portland, that's a good reason to do it. <laughs> we had it at uh, my childhood arcade, which was Laser, in the Kingsgate Mall in uh, Mansfield, Ohio, which was uh, an amazing arcade for such a small town. But uh, I've been through it many, many a time. Gotten to Magneto, always played as Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler represents. Uh, that's what I played yesterday and failed miserably. So... Yep, so this is, we're, we're, this is Watch Out for Fireballs. I, would, I have to go punch a guy who's playing Bubble Bobble with my girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me tell you the story about my 11th birthday. Um, did I tell you when I got, when I got uh, uh, my, the game the GameWorks disaster? Mm, probably not. No? Um, so. small 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 incident. Um, got trapped in a machine. <laughs> <laughs> like like a Terminator situation? Like, no, had not, this machine risen? Is that <laughs> no? It wasn't a Tron machine. It wasn't a oh, Tron okay. incident either. Um, yeah. No, no. It was uh, it was it was one of those things. Like you know, it was a big game works in, in uh, Columbus, Columbus, Ohio, and uh, it was it was like four levels, and you sat, you were strapped in, into this uh, into this thing. You had like a gun that you pointed at these at these you know screens, and it would like raise you up. You know, and like as you did better, you you know, you know, like yep. like you know, brought brought you up, you know, one level. If you did poorly, it dropped you back down. So that was how they brought like you. Like a skyjack. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and I got to the top level, and then the machine shut down, and I was caught up there for um, I don't know the exact time, but it felt like about a half an hour. Oh wow! <laughs> so yeah. I think that's the inherent downside to and the, you. Uh, you deal with anxiety well. Like uh, you, you, <laughs> you like being trapped in situations where you have no control. Exactly. If anybody who knows Cole knows <laughs> that to be the case. Yeah. Uh, um, so I'm sure that was wonderful. And, yeah. yeah, I don't. I, I think that those the, the, those traits were still forming. Yeah. So well, I mean, then the, you mean literally in the moment we're forming, probably <laughs> like you know we just found the origin story of the, those traits. Like Cole is Batman, and this ride was Batman's dead parents. Like, <laughs> and this game works as my theater. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. showing Zorro all the time every time Cole closes his eyes. <laughs> oh, specifically the mask of Zorro. Um, <laughs> or the market. I don't know yeah. whichever one had him. He had a mask and a mark. He, yeah, he was busy that day. He was very busy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's uh, the installations are a bad idea when uh, when they're maintained by uh, you know dropouts. Well, and then you know if you're working at arcade, you should be a dropout. It's, it's like a reverse like high school you know <laughs> requirement. The thing with the installations that sucks is that they necessitate really expensive games. Like yeah. near the tail end of my golden age of arcade, and definitely when I dallied as as an adult in my um 
my hometown, you know, you'd have these installation-based games, and they'd be a dollar. Mm-hmm. And they still operate on arcade logic where, you know, they're trying to get plays from you. You know, they're really difficult, non-intuitive. You know, the, the speed is cranked up. Or it'd be a racing game where you have a time limit that's kind of, you know, if you don't, uh, mm-hmm. you don't place, you don't get to, to continue. And uh, that's a dollar. And that's really significant at that yeah. time, you know. Um, so that's like, really, that's one frustrating downside to that sort of, sort of game experience. Yeah. And like, 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 what do you think? I mean, token, tokens had to be like a way to, a, a way to... Uh, defray that logic right like oh this is four tokens like now like now when you go to a game works or a dave and busters it's a card and it's just like right. oh, well, further you know. abstract the concept of exactly. money so as to hide what they're actually doing exactly yeah. like yeah and at gala west what was cool is and and this kind of you know was maybe just a, a little uh concession to that uh, to being fair is that um, you would get money back on the tokens. So, oh, you know, nice. if you, you know, uh, no, I'm sorry, not money, but I, I don't know why I said that as a phrase. Cause that means something. And that's not what I meant. <laughs> I meant like, if you do like, so, you know, if they were quarters, you do $5, you get 20, 20 tokens, but you would actually get 25 for $5. So right, you get five yeah. quarters on the, on the, the dollar, you know, and as you, the more you spent, the more you would get, Yeah. you know, so, you know, they realized that there was a conversion rate. Like it wasn't a. You know, it wasn't dry, straight up, and that was really nice. Did you ever take your uh, your great card to a Chuck E. Cheese? Huh? No, no. Like I've been to a Chuck E. Cheese a couple of times, but you know, you know, my childhood. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the uh, yeah, this. Uh, I wasn't encouraged. Like there wasn't <laughs> anything that happened to me. Okay. Um, I am yeah. so sorry. No, I mean, even like uh, on top of that, I was going to say like I was I was trying to think of an arcade story I have and. <laughs> They're really what they were was like it was in that bowling alley and it was just like a babysitter. So my dad would take me to the arcade and just give me five dollars and that would be you know twenty five tokens, mm-hmm. and that would be like six p.m. to eleven p.m. every other weekend for some you know for the, the whole year, right? You know because uh, it, that would that's a cheap way to I'm a cheap date you know <laughs> when I'm when I'm ten, um, you know that's all it takes, right? Yeah, my I mean I. I, I really associate the arcade with my dad too, but it was it was really a participatory. Even 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 if he really liked the ticket games, um, and I was more on the I was more on the other side, um, you know, playing Mortal Kombat. But yeah, if you take your grade card to Chuck E. Cheese, they'll give you. I don't know if it like still holds for college. I never yeah. tried. <laughs> Probably not. Well, I get good grades. Here's my transcript. Um, there's a Chuck E. Cheese. I'd have to hire like an, a kid to, to go with me because now that you have to you have like a buddy system because of all the you know Amber alerts. You know, Amber messed it up for everybody. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. Um, I'm pulling no punches. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> so um, I thought I knew how to play Joust, but I don't. I remember how to play Joust. I got to the sixth wave uh, on this on this beautiful Joust machine, but uh, it's a really difficult game, so it doesn't really matter that I know how to play it. Um, I think Cole put it really well. Like it's one of these games where it's about managing inertia, you know, kind of like Lunar Lander or uh, Balloon Fight or something like that, where it's it's uh, you know knowing that, but it's so imprecise and runs. I mean, it's maybe more realistic where like the, to a game, but unlike the way video games work, yeah. you know. Well, it's it's weird. It's like it's like Defender in that way, where like your joystick only moves left and right. Yeah. Yep. And it's also I thought the two player mode was going to be straight up uh, competitive, but it's not. It alters from wave to wave, which is kind of interesting. Like some you can always kill each other. Some levels you get bonuses for doing it. Some levels you get bonuses for not doing it. Um, most noteworthy though is we are at a beautiful machine, uh, like a cocktail cabinet for Joust, where we both face the same direction, um, looking at the screen, you know, the same way. Which is kind of a big problem for cocktail cabinets, where you end up like, you know, just take turns, where one person plays centipede upside down, 
and uh, it's just it's gorgeous. It looks really good. Yeah, it's again like you know, arcade games has artifacts that are rapidly dwindling and are going away. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It looks like a den should be built around this. Like this should just stay where it stands after the world ends, and then like prehistoric peoples in the future will build like basement dens around <laughs> this joust machine. I just want to rescue it. <laughs> absolutely. It's not being mistreated. I just want it. I just want it. I want it as well. We're in agreement. Yes. So that's Joust. You know this game. Ostriches fighting. We love it. Yeah. One of the things I just know I never I forgot about was that when the eggs are left uh, on the thing, men hatch out of them, and then birds just come from heaven to like pick them up. So men are, are what's coming out of the eggs. That's really counterintuitive in a game about jousting birds. Well, no, you're controlling the birds. The men are just the people holding the spheres. Well, yeah, I know, but still, men are born from eggs. Well, yes, but this is a bird dominant society. Yeah, well, enough of Finally, like Cole gets his bird dominant society. <laughs> I, for one, welcome our avian overlords. <laughs> one of the things that that did was when I went to arcades, um, it was important to conserve my time. So I spent tons of time watching people play right. at arcades. And, you know, some people get pissed at me about that, which always was confusing, you know, to me. But even in arcades, I still like to watch people play the same mm-hmm. way that, you know, I like doing it at home. Um, when I talk about like the way that I like games now still being true then, like I feel like it's kind of a shame that we don't have somebody on the show who's huge into fighting games because that's such a part of the arcade experience is like the I got next, you know, yeah. and like you know being the cock of the block and like you know, and I I played Street Fighter two plenty, but I would just play with my friends and I unquestionably stomp them. Like there was no you know I never yeah. wanted to play with strangers even then. Like internet strangers now are the equivalent of arcade strangers then, and all of them suck as far as I'm concerned. Right. Like I mean, you know, you can fight right into nice people. But I don't, I'm just not interested in that in intersecting with gaming. And, uh, you know, that competitive, like, I don't like competitive games, really. And that's what uh, what arcades really, you know, a lot of it's about. Not all of it, but a lot of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like anything that requires performance. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> where there are stakes involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, um, man, I, I used to stomp some mud holes on people in Soul Calibur. Yeah. Um, yeah, Siegfried, man, represent. But that yeah, Siegfried was, was was my character as well. Yeah, he had that nice. You uh, did a dash, like it was like dash and B, and then you did this like awesome uh, kick, like to mm. like to like you know dive kind of thing, really catch people off guard. Uh, but that's into specific minutia. Yeah. Um, yeah, Aladdin's castle is a hot topic now, and uh, the old King's Gate Mall is now a Kroger, so mm. that's really kind of sad. Yeah. It's unfortunate. The um, so I've one of my dreams is I've always wanted to have an arcade cabinet. And I don't have room for it, and I don't have money for it, but I really want that to be a, a true thing about me. And uh, I entered a, a, con- a raffle at, at Portland Retro Gaming Expo and, and didn't win. You know, it was like that, you know, I was only like, you know, 200 numbers off. Pretty close for, for a six-digit <laughs> number, but still, uh, you know, still not, still not good enough. Um, and I've been, I watched, you know, the Craigslist, you know, Portland's a big town. There's a huge arcade collecting scene, so a lot of people are selling games. Um, but I don't really want something from, from, uh, ground control because even though there are some really good games it's not my arcade you know there are fun games and there are some things i remember from when i'm young but because arcades change and because they have that centrifuge effect where it's the classics are always going to be there and then it's always the newest shit um there isn't like a, a picture of you know my weird 90s arcade uh when i moved out here there's a suburb of portland called clackamas and they had a, a mall that had an arcade and i was on death watch for this thing because every time i went there's nobody there i'd spend like you know four or five bucks and I was just like, I need to know when this place closes down because this guy is going to sell me the Willow Arcade game for two, like you know, 150 <laughs> bucks. 
And uh, that's not a you know amazing game. It's a pretty fun little platformer. It looks really good. You know, it's Capcom, mm-hmm. so like it's 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 a really good game. But it's not popular or anything. And finding that you know in an arcade is just unheard of. And uh, and I just missed it. Like I didn't hear about it closing down. I went to the mall one day and it was closed. And uh, and then I found out at the Retro Gaming Expo from uh, some of the Portland arcade collecting scene stories that the guy who ran that was kind of an asshole. <laughs> so it was good that I didn't give him money. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have I have some friends who uh, who who are pursuing that like to the point where they don't have space for them, but they'll but but they'll get one and then mm-hmm. they'll like put it in a storage unit. Yeah, and go visit it. Yeah, like, and just go look at the the machine. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we just got finished playing Tycho Drum Master. Is that correct, Gary? Yes, that's Tycho Drum Master one for the uh, uh, PlayStation game. Two. PlayStation Two. Yep. Yeah, it's a kind of a proto rhythm game, you know, like a, a real drums, but not rock band. You know, not beat mania, anything like that. It's weird. It's cute. It's Namco-y. It's super cute. Like they have Katamari on the on the soundtrack, which, yeah, is, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, and it's good. I we it's it's not the ideal environment to play it. It's loud. Um, I feel like the controllers were maybe busted. The side things didn't seem consistent to me. It's almost like. It's almost like like you know hundreds of people were playing on them today. No, you, you can talk. Uh, my girlfriend says that they're fine. Um, I think she's just trying to make me feel inadequate about my Tycho skills. No, you were on the other one for most of the time. Okay. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's really good. I was surprised at the song selection. It was like pretty like Guitar Hero One, Guitar Hero Two, but but uh, yeah, there was some good stuff. Look at ABC on there. That was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. ABC's a good song. Killer Queen's a good song. Katamari's good song, and then that weird '90s hits. It's all like tub thumping and like uh, slide, and and toxic. You know, it gets kind of it gets a little now. That's why I call music six, <laughs> like you know, partway through. But um, well, you know, tub thumping has a really good beat on it too. So it's actually not tub thumping has a good beat on it too. So it's not the worst song to do. No, no, I'm not. I just think it's kind of strange that it's on there. It's not that it's a bad song. That's when it came out, right? Yeah. When did it come out? Yeah, uh, I don't know. That was 97. No, Tycho um, is what she's asking. Oh. I don't know when Tycho came out. Yeah. No, but, like, it's awesome because, like, with tub thumping, it's great because you can't fail. You get knocked down, you get up again. You know, one of the common threads in these in, in these uh, um, little recorded bits that we did on, you know, on site is just the, you know, the arcade machine as artifact. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, beautiful, like, just not just the, the ephemera, like, the art. You know, and things like that. But even, like, the graphics. Like, I mean, I'm continuously blown away by how good vector graphics look. Yeah. Like, and I, and I talk about that a lot on, on the recorded bit, so I won't repeat myself too much here. But, uh, they just, it, you know, it just looks great. And that glow, like, arcades are always dark. I love yeah. that about arcades. Like, if you're in a well-lit arcade, it's a trap. <laughs> like, leave, kid, because things like, are bad things are going to happen. Somebody like, didn't do the research. It's like, it's like a Blazing Saddles uh, fake yeah, town. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the storefronts will fall yeah, over. Exactly. Like, yeah, don't, don't uh, you know, you know that, that controller is not hooked up to a machine. You know, it's, 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 it's got, you know, getting your fingerprints and, and, and all that jazz. Somebody's going to be harvesting some organs. Yeah, someone's doing some e-stem. Like, it's hooked up to a man. And then, and it's, you know, it, it, like, run. But, like, arcades are always dark and just that ghostly glow of uh of certain you know arcade games and then the sound like the the din that is from every arcade game in the machine doing a tracked mode at the same time mm-hmm. that becomes this textured layer of just like comforting white noise like mm-hmm. everything about arcades visually and aesthetically and and everything is super pleasing to me yeah no but you're right that just that that that, that whole kind of experience and oh god the smokiness 
yeah. the smokiness. Yeah. Uh, Ohio didn't ban smoking until two, smoking indoors until two thousand seven. So my entire my, my entire uh, childhood is marked by smoky <laughs> arcades. Yeah. Yep. And, that, and that's yeah. something I do not miss. No. Yeah. No. Um. I you know, but smell smell is a is a really uh, you know. It's linked with memories. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I wish that I remembered arcades when I smelled smoke. Yeah, like that would be a pleasant thing. But sadly, sadly, do not. Right. Yeah. So you know, we we talked about um, just a little bit about like uh, you know that golf between um, you know stand regular cabinet games and ticket games. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have any like super fond memories or ticket game favorites? Yeah, yeah. There was this awesome one um, called Aftershock. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's it, it's one of those things. It was, it was themed after a. Uh, it was a terrible earthquake. Yes, after an earthquake, yeah. actually, yeah. It's so funny that we just think that's fine. Yeah. Like, as a society, like, it's fine. <laughs> you know people die in earthquakes, dum-dums. Yeah. Like, but there's always just, like, you know, after, like, like same thing with slot machines. Like, a lot of the mm-hmm. arcade aesthetic has moved on to slot machines. Yeah. Um, which is which is really odd, you know. Uh, but, but you know, arcades for grown-ups, really. Mm-hmm. And, the, uh, and there's so many things. It's like, tornado, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, people, you know. Why aren't people bringing down crying? Like, my parents died in a tornado. <laughs> like, why is this funny? Do you, you cartoon hillbilly storm surge? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. storm surge. Like you know, a money flood. Like eventually, just like school shooting. Like eventually, like it's like it's like the same thing. Like you know, I, these are disasters. Pipe people. bomb. Yeah, yeah. Pipe, pipe bomb. bomb. Yeah, yeah. Manifesto shit. <laughs> trench coat. Trench coat. Marilyn Manson CD. Like just no. You know. But, yeah. yeah no. <laughs> but yeah, aftershock that 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 was that was the big ticket getter because mm. you dropped the you dropped the token in and it would and it would roll down the it would roll down the board which was tilted back and um, you had to get the token to land in in a place you know like uh, it was basically think like reverse skee ball where mm-hmm. instead of like rolling uphill you're rolling something down and it's like a pinball where there are obstacles and you could um, and it would like shake and you had to tilt. Left and right. Yeah, to, I'm to, familiar to with it its roll. ilk. I think with it, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a relatively common genre for yeah. this. Um, and it was really loud, and there were a bunch of them in a row. Um, I wasn't a big skee ball kind of person because that was too close to sports. But that was that that was the closest, like to like finesse and like to to like the textured, um, you know, kind of experience of of the of the non ticket games, and it happened to have a really high yield. So. Yeah, which is which is always a, a benefit. Like I, I like skee ball a lot, but I feel like a lot of people have probably talked about the wonders of skee ball. Like, I like skee ball balls. I like how they're a singular thing. Like yeah. that's not a ball that exists for anything else. It's a little bit like a bocce ball, but not quite. Busted, <laughs> you know. And then, uh, but I love uh, knockdown clown. Like I love the air cannon, like shooting games. You know, because you're shooting an air cannon and it. Mm-hmm. The, like that that sound is really satisfying and like you're actually physically affecting an environment and those were never high yield but they're always pretty easy you know right, aiming those right. things was pretty 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 fun like so that's kind of like ski ball and knockdown clown are kind of my favorites and then my least favorite are the ones that are just lotteries you know i yeah. i knew those were bullshit you know even when i was young yeah like there was one that was like awful i mean and it was it was set up like a like a like a horse betting kind of thing yeah like where they would have the tracks like and, and the horses that would that, that would that would go i had no idea like how the game went except that you put money you, you put money in and occasionally you got tickets out yeah yeah like, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly which is you know how most like gambling works but that's yeah not acceptable in an arcade like no. you know i have to have at least the illusion of you know Skill. agency yeah i mean like, like that's why like if you if you go ahead i'm sorry all right even if i'm just picking something randomly like i need to do something i had to make a choice yeah you know, or it's no there's, there's no fun to be in, had right 
Yeah. You know, you drive you drive through any CD part of town, it's going to be like games of skill, and it's like slot machines. Mm, yeah, it's like you yeah, press the button to stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then nobody presses the button to, to stop it either. Right. And they're saying, you know, they're saying there are games of skill. They're like blackjack and stuff like that, and like. Blackjack can be fun. It's mm-hmm. not that that's not fun, but it's not a video game. I don't want it in an arcade, you know. And the, the times I've gone to a casino as an adult, like it is just essentially, you know, a, a really boring arcade. Like yeah. you just lose money, you know. You try to move lose money as slow as you can, and uh, uh, you know you don't win because it's a casino and that's how they work, mm-hmm. you know. And you don't make any choices or anything like that. Like it's just it, they're way way worse. Like we we traded way down as yeah. we got older. Well, yeah, and just like. I, I, I would like to see that correlation. I'm sure that study exists. People who spent a lot of time in arcades, you know, when they were young, going in, going into you know casinos, that holds no appeal for me. Yeah, you, you know, even if a lot of the aesthetic is carried over. Yeah. So it just what, like you but, can smoke in them. <laughs> so that's a part of the aesthetic that if you're missing, like it's it's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I guess that's true. Like yeah, it smells like people who are going to die and the way they're killing themselves, <laughs> like at the same time. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just you know. Yeah, it's, so I it's guess a, if I was chasing after that. Yeah. yeah. They're pretty gross places. Yeah. We took a slight detour by the uh, by the Xbox area, mostly because it is completely devoid of activity. Yes. Um, <laughs> in order to uh, partake of the wares, and uh, Gary and I found a uh, particularly interesting game uh, called uh, Blood Wake. Yeah, it's mostly interesting because the word blood and wake next to each other sounds it, uh, sounds like some kind of awful menstrual euphemism. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I never, <laughs> it didn't seem awful before you said it, and now, yeah, uh, <laughs> disgusting. Um, it is a, a one-on-one uh, boat combat game for Xbox One. Um, it's weird. Like it's kind of like the way we talked about Joust uh, being about managing your inertia. Like you're in a boat and it handles like you're in a boat. So you know you you have no like sharp turning. You know it's it's really difficult. It's a little bit like Battlezone in that. Like you know you're with a tank, tank controls. You know you you can't really turn very well. But if you if you've ever wondered who in Watch Out for Fireball is better at Bloodwake, it's Gary. Yes, it is. Um, I described it as a clumsy, shitty crimson skies. Right, because boats are the airplanes of the sea, and uh, and and I guess maybe it might have just been the class I chose though. Like I'm a battle cruiser, and you're like a, a shambam. Yeah, I'm, I'm a shambala. Yeah, scrum, uh, scrum. Yeah. So like uh, certain weapons, you have to manage like your distance from the enemy to do it. Like it's real weird. Um, so yeah, and this is the first time I've ever touched an Xbox One. So I just tried to pause it to see where like the uh, what my class was. Where the fuck is the start button? Answer me that, Microsoft. <laughs> Riddle me this. Like, no, it's... under the D-pad. What's wrong with you? Well, it's been perfected for like you know fucking at least twenty years. Like, what are you doing? Don't you see this magnificent logo right uh, here? Terrible, terrible Xbox. No. <laughs> like. Look at that! Yeah, I know. I'm holding an Xbox Generation One controller. I've seen them before. This is the first time I've actually ever held one. No, like both hands, both hands. Do yeah, it. like do it. Sit on your drink. Yeah, Jesus Christ! <laughs> how does how does this console survive? The the best like the the best um, explanation I've heard for like why this controller is the way it is is because Americans like to snack while they while, while they game. Okay. In their living rooms, um, and this is a wide enough base that you can set it on the arm of a sofa without it falling down. What does uh, sitting on a sofa have to do with snacking? 
But like, I'm gonna set this down so I can, oh, while so, I... yeah, so I can tackle, so I can gruffle this bowl of Doritos gruffle. with both hands. I'm gonna gruffle some Doritos. I'm gonna gruffle some Doritos, then get back to my blood weight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess uh, Doritos would make this this game a little bit better. Yeah. It's it's fun enough. But we're gonna go back to the actual arcade section. Strip yeah. clubs is the other aesthetic like thing. What what a weird you know. And they're both they're both like pretty uh, you know pretty gross places. Like there's fun to be had in strip clubs for some people, I'm sure, but it mostly weirds me out. Yeah. And uh, it's so weird that I guess like that's intentional though because the the part of the arcade, you know, the idea is that and this was when there was the big crackdown arcades in the 80s and stuff when it was you know they were, uh, you know. Uh, like truancy officers and stuff like that, you yeah. know, um, the seventies and eighties was that they are kind of like the kids version of like a, a speakeasy or a bar or something like that, yeah. you know? And that's probably part of the reason why the aesthetics are aped, you know, strip mm-hmm. clubs became, you know, came first, you know, before arcades. I, yeah. I just, I phrased that kind of backwards earlier, you know? <laughs> um, and that's probably intentional. Yeah. Um, there's, I guess that just speaks to some kind of, you know, like psychological gestalt that we all that we all kind of share yeah it's like we see neon lights and you know dimly lit places and we think ah yeah oh yeah this is what you know this is this is the good shit you know (laughs) uh just and i don't know what made me think of this but uh arcades uh goonies one do you ever play goonies one no no man uh, did you were you a goonies two kid did you ever play that nes game oh god loved it yeah Yeah. goonies two is awesome like and and that's if it wasn't so fucking inscrutable you know, maybe it'd be a good candidate to do for the show because it is like complicated and interesting. Yeah. Goonies One is not a great game, but I, I remember I came to Goonies Two on the NES and I was trying to find the NES cart for Goonies One. Could never find it. Went to the store all the time, like and you know because it only came out in Japan. Mm-hmm. Went to the arcade. It was paired with a, a Mario Brothers cabinet, and like right. Mario was yeah. old news at that point, but like Goonies wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, Goonies One. Like what is this? And it was it was amazing. Like I had no concept at that point that something could be out in Japan and not in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't even really know that Nintendo was a Japanese company. You know, that was before that. Right. You know, it was really something that was on my mind. But um, it was awesome to see that game. And it is it's a pretty good game. Like it's not you know as good as Goonies two, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the there, there's this there's this other side of arcade games, which is arcade games that exist outside of arcades. Right, that are mm-hmm. just like these ambassadors that you see everywhere, um, and I refer to this as the Area Fifty One effect. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like I've had some genuinely good experience with these. Like, like my uh, the campground that my uh, that my well, I guess not campground campground slash RV park that my grandparents had a uh, you know had a lot at. Um, they had their 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 clubhouse had a Street Fighter machine and uh, rotated out with like a bunch of different like top down shooters along with a, a along with a uh, um, pool table mm. and just uh, I, I remember spending so much time on Street Fighter 2 like to the exclusion of like going to the swimming hole and fishing yeah. you, you, you know there's <laughs> no skin and knees or spelling bees <laughs> exactly it's Honda E and yeah, all <laughs> Honda E and Chun Li yeah, yeah Chun Li and Honda E <laughs> yeah. and to a lesser extent Balrog <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, that like well, and you know they used to be everywhere, you know, and mm-hmm. that's not a, a new observation. But those during a time, all arcade games were were you know everywhere. So there was a time where like Seven Elevens would have you know something random. You could yeah. have Magic Sword in them, and then later just these kind of like shooting games, and uh, and then eventually it became you know led the way for like Golden Tea and, and stuff like that. Uh, but I, I hadn't drank and played uh, and played arcade games before. But at the after party, and then to a lesser extent at Ground Control, the reason that those games are popular is because you can play them with one hand. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's definitely part of it. Um, and, and you know, I thought, the way I thought you were going with this, though, is, like, doesn't it feel right? 
like isn't it isn't it awesome like just like being at an arcade and and getting drunk at the same time like mm-hmm. it's rare that i want to go to a bar and just like I'm, we're just gonna drink and that's the point like yeah. that seems depressing <laughs> but having a bunch of drinks while doing something else you know is that's that's a good time you yeah. know and like going to a show or going you know going to a game night or going to you know Something like Ground Control, or there are other mm-hmm. arcades, you know, even like a Dave and Buster's or a, you know, yeah, GameWorks. Yeah. Like those aren't ideal experiences, but it's a way more fun way to to drink. Like arcade <laughs> games make drinking better, you know, and that's 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 no easy feat, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and drinking makes arcade games better. Yeah, no, I mean, just like doing anything with your hands while you're drinking. I mean, whether you're playing poker, if that's your thing, yeah, or, exactly, or yeah. pool, you know, games of skill, you know, just 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 stuff like that. You know, I think you just that, that that's the, <laughs> the those two things. Like that's what makes uh, that's what make ho- makes holidays tolerable. Yeah, right? totally. Is, yeah, is play, go play. to the bar in your hometown and, and play pool. <laughs> well, no, yeah. but just like if you're, if you're if you're if you're sitting down with a bunch of family, you know, you'd be at, you'd be at your you know each other's throats if it wasn't for playing cards and alcohol. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yep. Unless you're one of those that plays football. Yeah. Oh, um, God. Yeah. Go to hell. Play, yeah. play lawn darts. Get off my lawn. <laughs> play, play lawn darts like we yeah. did. Jarts. <laughs> jarts. Oh, God. Yeah. Love jarts. God. Jarts. I wonder if my dad still has his jarts. That would be, uh, that would be, that would just be a treat. Yeah. And probably, I mean, hopefully. And like, <laughs> hopefully you'll, you'll inherit them. That's, not, 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 boy, that was darker than I wanted to be. No, like, no. hopefully, like, it just means, like, you know, someday those jarts will be yours. Yes. I meant that in a positive sense. <laughs> no. They're well maintained jarts. <laughs> so Gary and I just got done uh, swapping off on a game called Nibbler, which by Rocola, Rocola, ba ba ba, yeah, Burdu. Um, yeah, which is actually pretty cool. You can look it up. Um, it's a combination of Pac-Man and Snake. You know that game you have in your cell phone, Snake. That game you can play in Gmail, Snake. Yeah. It's that. Yeah. Snake. Um, Snake. Yeah. The uh, what's interesting about it, like so, you know, a Pac-Man grid where you have to make sure you're not doubling back on your previous path. Um, so, like, one thing is you know you're fucked, like, 30 seconds before you're actually fucked because you know you run out of space. The time limit moves on incredibly fast and increases in speed as you as you go. And uh, I bet you it's really even more prone to memorize. Like, you know, there's correct paths to Pac-Man. Like, there's just a way to play Pac-Man. I bet you this is even more so. Like, there are maps to how to play Nibbler, perfect, <laughs> like, perfect Nibbler somewhere out there. But it's a pretty neat, like, mashup of genres that, like... Pretty fun, the weird little arcade game. Beautiful font, 1982. I'd never heard of it before, but it's pretty good. Like th- this is this is th- this is the awesome thing about this event for me is being able to play things like this and uh, Blasteroids yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff, Odd- oddities, right? Yeah. That yeah. take stuff we know, but could easily have been like ROM hacks or like if it was developed today, it would be an awesome indie darling. Yeah, yeah, totally. This could be a mini game and like an indie game. You yeah, know, like you do a little like a round of nibbler to, to get extra lives or what have you. But yeah, check it out. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Neat. One of the things that that's always interesting to me is that uh, you know I always see the see arcade compilations you know in the stores and things like that, and I almost think they almost like never work. And you know what I'm talking about like the you know 50 Atari games, 50 Capcom games, uh, Taito Legends, things like that, and they they are never that fun to me. Like so, some some of the games are sometimes fun, you know, like Bubble Bobble is Bubble Bobble. Yeah, it's fun at home. It's fun in the arcade. But a lot of times, um, you know, the experience is just kind of, you know, really like compromised beyond comprehension. And those games always end up in the bargain bin, like almost right away. 
Yeah, no, you can speak to that. Yeah, I, I mean the, uh, the yeah, they're they're a dime a dozen. I remember uh, Nanco Museum mm-hmm. is always is always a thing. But but here's the thing about those: like those aren't meant for us. Yeah, like you know, thinking about that, like you know, I I I look at those the same way that I look at like uh, you know mini game collections or mm, something like that. Sports. Yeah, yeah. Just to be you know, in my time working video game retail, you would get people who would come in who were obviously not gamers, and I don't say that to be like yeah, you know you're, sexist you're or obviously ageist. Obviously not a gamer. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't mean to be Carl Van yeah. Hoot about yeah, yeah. Uh No, like it's not like that. But like, just people who you know, they 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 see video games and and you know, just like it's it's that old line. Oh, I haven't played a game since Pong. You know that. Yeah, people love to say that. People love to say that. Or I yeah. stopped after Pac Man. Well, good for you, buddy. Yeah, huh. it's our life. <laughs> Hope you have a good time laughing from your ivory tower. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So, so, but, but, uh, but, you know, but they would come in and they would say, "Hey, do you have Miss Pac-Man?" And 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 it would be great to have those to point to. Oh yeah. You know, and and you know, I went through a phase where I was where I was like after those, mm. like you know where, where where I liked those, you know, like Midway Arcade Classics, so I could play like Marble Madness, yeah. you know, or something like that. Yeah. You know, like just if, if if you want those games, then that's that's you know the last refuge. Yeah. You, you, you know. Yeah, I'm so I'm so happy that you brought up uh, Marvel Madness because it gives me an excuse to put music from Marvel <laughs> Madness in this in this one because Marvel Madness has fantastic music. Oh God, Marvel Madness! Like it, even the NES version is like just yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Ball's hard. Yeah, like but uh, you know, super good, <laughs> super good music. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like I I would I would agree with that. What I think maybe um, my prejudice is possibly coming from is the fact that because those were large compilations. They cast a wide net. Yes. So, like the same way that like you can get a compilation and it has you know Miss Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man is a good game. You're also getting like Yars Revenge and Wizard of War and like you mm-hmm. know Satan's Hollow and stuff like that, which are terrible games. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're kind of getting it's kind of interesting because you're kind of getting those uh, those games I feel like are lost in the arcade experience. Yeah. Those mid-tier, you know, games uh, along with like the kind of the best of. Right. You know, but well, they're all given equal treatment. Well, you buy the Mega Man Anniversary Collection and you get Mega Man the Fighters, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you but, know. I mean, the, the hit, to, hit to miss ratio on Mega Man Anniversary Collection is better than that, though. Yeah. Even. You know, like that's 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 a, a rare, rare mega misstep. Yeah. Um, so, some, something something that I will say about about this, too, is uh, like the uh, this like the, the standalone you put batteries in it and you plug it into you plug it into a TV, yeah, your AV yeah. cords, the, the you know, Walmart toy section. Yeah, 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 the Walmart toy section. Um, like like those are really fun. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're just like with a bunch of people and you want to play Dig Dug or Pole Position or Miss Pac Man, like yeah. that, that that's a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and 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 I think you know, like like ultimately the the missing part of that is other people. Yeah, you know, or, yeah, that, or the, I mean, the, the that's key probably a good point. Is that like I'm just trying to play these by myself, and like you know, I'm sitting there trying to play bubbles or something like that, and it's it's not, it doesn't work that way. You right. know, I'm not in the environment. I'm not around other people. I'm not playing them competitively. Like a lot of them are designed that way, mm-hmm. and obviously they all have design flaws that are part of the, you know that quarter munching experience, mm-hmm. and part of that when you're not conserving your resources at all you're not making choices everything is set to free play it loses a little value like it was great for us at the after party when everything was set to free play mm-hmm. because uh we wanted to try new things but if that's not what you're i mean but and uh, you know by that token we paid to play x-men mm-hmm. because it's so you know it's so good so we did we had to kind of both 
Yeah. You know, like we were trying to just try stuff out, but we knew this was a good enough experience to pay for as well. Yeah. And you lose that choice, you know, that like I, this is, you know, I'm trying things out. This is good enough though. That's worth my money. So I just got done playing Battlezone, which is a game I've played many times, but I think this might be the first time I've played it in Vector. Yeah, yeah, Battlezone 1980 arcade game, um, like first-person tank shooter. It's first-person combat. Yeah, 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 Wait, yeah, exactly, combat for the Atari, first-person, um, vector graphics, amazing looking at, it's like a periscope interface, um, you know, super beautiful game. I play this every time I'm at like an arcade where they have it, it was like at our Oregon uh, Museum of Science and Industry, they had a history of video games thing, they have it, uh, I played it at PAX several times, it's like yaw control away from being perfect. It's a little bit like a, like a precursor of Virtual On, which is a really fun uh, Saturn game. You ever yeah. play that? No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, awesome. But, you know, it's two-player co-op, y'all control away from perfection. Like, right. so good. Yeah, I, I can't disagree. I mean, just you know, vector graphics, uh, you know, the, the the technology that they require, and just the the the, the that just makes them like everything here, just an extinct kind of thing. Like nobody makes a vector screen. Right, and the thing is, they're fucking beautiful. Yeah, like they're, they're, there's something about arcades, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in the main part of the arcade episode where you like just talk about general experiences, but like. The arcade graphics, title cards, vector graphics, like there's so much of it that's just aesthetically amazing and just like, you know, not, it's hard to replicate. Like vector graphics don't come up now. Like there's not a whole lot of things that appropriate it the same way that things that are 8 bit or 16 bit are appropriated. And it's just really a shame because it's so good looking, you know? Moonside. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, it happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moonside. And that's probably why it spoke to me so much. It's so, yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Battlezone, check it out. Also, like, Lunar Lander or Asteroids or Tempest, any of those kind of things. If you can find a vector screen, just take that contrast in. Like, yeah. I'm, looking, I'm looking at Tempest right now, and it's just, like, amazing. It's my vision of the future circa my childhood. So, Way in the future. Yeah. Well, there's also there's there, there's also like the uh, you know the 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 whole reissue via Xbox Live or PSN. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, circa like 2004 or something like when that awful uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies came out, um, and the GameCube version of the of of the game for that. Um, it, it was like diminished somehow, but they packed in the ability to unlock th- not Turtles in Time, but the uh, the one Ar- Turtles yeah. arcade game where like you start out in uh, in April's apartment. Yeah, 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 or the the news station, or no, it is the apartment. You're right. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, like the drill comes up, and all, I don't know exactly what. Where's the boss fight then? If you're in an apartment, like I can't. Is it looks like an office in my mind? So, something like that. Yeah, to, to to me, I guess it might be that. It's, it's some kind of some kind of building that's not where the turtles usually. Yeah, are. yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a yeah. sewer. It's not a sewer, and it's not the Technodrome. Yeah, but uh, Megadrome. <laughs> Megadrome. Yeah, Cole earlier yeah. <laughs> referred to the Technodrome as a Megadrome. I had the get toy. him guys. <laughs> I had the I had the toy. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but but um, yeah. Like so, so, so there's that. I mean, everybody, everybody's very fond of that. When that happened, it's like, okay, Konami owns the rights to all these. Why don't they just put out a disc for twenty dollars? That is, that is the Simpsons, that Turtles game, and X Men. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and now the now like each of those is available. Yeah, you know, on, yeah. on like on on these services, right? And you know, I like to to, to varying degrees of success in the porting. Like I think the Turtles in Time 
um, yeah. X, you know, Xbox Live version is just a, is just a crime against humanity. Yeah, yeah, but, it's uh, pretty rough. But yeah. uh, you know, but but those but those are available. But those were closer to console experiences anyway. Yeah. So I don't know if that if that applies yeah. to the to the compilation thing or not. Yeah, more more or less like kind of just you know final fights. Yeah. Um, finals fight, as uh, William <laughs> Sapphire would say. Fights final. Yeah, so. fights final. Yeah. The uh... continuing our arcade uh, escapades, we have gone from the after party of PRG by magic to the uh, facilities of ground control, which uh, I have to say, Gary, is an awesome place. Yeah, it's a really impressive uh, bar arcade in Portland, Oregon. Um, two stories, uh, you know, reasonably priced drinks, awesome machines. And uh, we just got done playing uh, Turtles in Time, which we all know, you know, is awesome. And we talked a little bit about Go to the Right and Punch Stuff games. But uh, perhaps more importantly, Burger Time? Yes. Yeah. Um, do you remember the name of the woman who uh, spoke to us? She was an excellent coordinator uh, who helped us get set up. Uh, maybe Stacy. I think like a Stacy or a Steffi or something like that. We might have it written down somewhere <laughs> we do yeah I if we do i will i will put in a note we're very sorry this yeah. is embarrassing but she is probably the most enthusiastic person about a single game i have ever met yeah she loves burger time i'm probably fair to say more than i love burger time um you know like for one like you know pursuit as a game mechanic is something we talk about a lot <laughs> on the game on the show and uh that's you know that, that a lot of that game is, is just being you know being chased by things and kind of managing your you know where you're going to go, predicting where what ladders the various uh, sandwich toppings and fixins are going to take. Um, I appreciate how fucking surreal Burger Time is, but uh, I, I'm not that big a fan of it. It's all right, but I feel like the difficulty spike is like insane. First level is manageable, and the second level just gets you know way, way, way further away from manageable. This is my first time playing Burger Time. I've always kind of appreciated the premise and the art of it. It's fantastic, you know. Um, I, I died on the first level, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how manageable it is. But I have to say, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, for having just played it once, um, I just I like managing crowds, and I like the, you know that whole like what's the what's the shortest line between me that this thing will take, and then trying to get them all into a place where I can smash them. That whole payoff where you line up underneath the sandwich part. Right. There was a Rolling Stones concert in the 70s that uh, rather than hiring traditional security, they hired Cole Ross um, because that's what he likes to do. And he actually killed a guy. It was this huge thing. If you've ever seen the behind the music. Um, and, yeah, so I mean, it's, it's a tragic note to, you know, to go out with on Burger Time, but unfortunately that's the history that we're dealing with, you know? Give Me Shelter comes on, I get a 10,000 mile stare, so... <laughs> So kind of the last big thing that, that, that uh, you know, we, we thought of here, and it kind of springs out of the arcades as artifact, too, is uh, the, the many different input methods, which, you know, spoken as it's, you know, as a concept is really dry. But like when you go up to it and you see like, oh, this has a wheel or, oh, this has a gun. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. This, you know, this there's such so there's less abstraction. So you know, like a lot of times, even Marble Madness, you're you're moving a uh, you know a trackball, Mm -hmm. which you know is the uh, the marble. One of the interesting things is uh, and I I read I have a history of video games book, and they talk about the original design for Marble Madness. There's supposed to be resistance. So if the ball was rolling downhill and you were trying to use the trackball to roll it the other way, Mm -hmm. it was supposed to be harder to roll. Oh my god! But they couldn't. It was too expensive to implement. Well, in a way that would. Wouldn't be like super fragile, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but that's really cool. Like the the fact that like uh, when we were at the 
the after party, Cole played a version of Lunar Lander that had like a lever, like you a know, throttle. Yeah, 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 like a throttle lever. Um, and there's something just really, really fun about that that we've, you know, that was gone for a long time. You know, we had a you had a zapper at home on the NES. There is you know nonsense like the power glove and all that stuff that you know, and enough uh, words have been spoken about why those are terrible. Yeah, you know, we don't need to bore you with that. But for the most part, even you know the home zapper experiences weren't weren't very good, you know, and and guns being the the one that showed up all the time. But weird shit like uh, like trackballs or knobs, like you would get. Um, your games have knobs. I played a couple of like vector games that are just buttons. Yeah. So you would just have four buttons, and you'd, it would turn you tank controls, Resident Evil style, and then control your thrust mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. It's really unusual and and makes arcade. That's part of what makes arcade so interesting to play. Yeah. There's like battleground. There's uh, there's virtual on. Like these are just these ways that you're controlling this stuff that you couldn't do. <laughs> right. For for and then there's the, the really unusual stuff. Like there's a, a firefighting game that you know has like a fake Oh, pose. I love that game. Yeah, I love that game yeah. too. That's that's amazing. Um, you know, and and just really and there's tons of weird stuff in Japan. You know, if you look it up online weird uh, inputs for for crazy uh arcade games yeah and uh the straddle that line between those like the ticket games which had that physicality and skill element and, and an actual video game um and i feel like that was, what's interesting is that i feel like that was lost for a really long time and then started coming back through like you know ddr and guitar hero and you know beat money and donkey konga and taiko and stuff like that like eventually that kind of it took a really long time but that physicality was able to be brought home yeah and you know in, in a really huge way and we're, you know we're, we're seeing the fallout from that like you know there, there there's going to be some kind of like et landfill that is <laughs> that, that, that is that is full of guitar hero controllers yeah but. no no pawn shops in town will take them no. like i i sold my rock band set um, when I moved, because I moved to a really small apartment, and it broke my heart. I love Rock Band, but yeah. like you know, it just takes up too much space. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, I sold it on Craigslist for a fraction of what I had spent on it because yeah. you know, that's how that works. That's what's going to happen. My old drums, I put them out on the street, and it took two days for them to go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, you for, know for free. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just uh, and it's it's an eyesore, and it's kind of you want that eyesore somewhere else. Like, don't put the town dump in my backyard. Exactly. I want to leave town to go to put my garbage away. Yeah. I want to go to an arcade when I need a big ugly piece of plastic. That's kind of fun for a little bit, but I don't need to show my my normie friends when they <laughs> my come over. Normies. Yeah, <laughs> can, can I tell you something gross? Uh, yeah, yeah. I have a I have a closet for my for my rock band stuff. That's I mean I put my stuff in the closet. Well, no, it is a closet that like just has dedicated? rock band stuff. Well, it's like a coat closet, but I don't yeah. wanna, like I, yeah. I've I've got a, a coat. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. so it's like and I have nothing else to put in there. So and that was more or less what we had, just uh, but just boxes too. Yeah, you know, we used it as first storage. Well, this is fully assembled, so like when I when I need oh to yeah, break you it just out, drag it out. Like if I need to play rock band in a hurry, god damn it, <laughs> like, yeah, morning rock band. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. a little bit of Everlon to get the blood flowing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a really neat, neat part. And for the most part, those games, like what's interesting is those games tend to be really good. Mm-hmm. Like, are there games that require home? What are some games that have, that kind of simulate that arcade experience, home peripherals that are lousy? Like, I mean, Donkey Kong is not great, but it's okay. Yeah. Like, uh, gosh, like Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, even that's kind of fun. Yeah. Like I'm thinking, like specifically of like you know like like the shitty rock band knockoffs or Guitar Hero knockoffs. Oh yeah, like uh, like Konami's one that they did. Uh, band here, not Band here. Like uh, what is it? Guitar. Holy shit! Rock Revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The saddest thing in the entire world. Uh, yeah. I was walking across uh, UC's campus, 
and uh, and they had they had like a they had a uh, um, a truck set up like you know to promote this thing mm-hmm. and they had a big screen and I was like oh I, I've, I've heard about this and you know it's up there and like the guy's like hey, hey come on and play rock band or yeah. not, not rock band rock revolution sorry yeah. you know, <laughs> you know like, okay so let's play and and, and that that had uh, all my life on I was like okay mm-hmm. so I'll play the I'll play the drums on it's this this shitty like the, have you seen the drum on that it's uh, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. the worst like electronic like like dime store electronic drum kind of thing yeah like it's like a one panel that sits somewhere the guitar is awful and just like it's all bad covers and it was just the saddest thing in the world like i played like half a song i was like oh yeah i'm, I'm done yeah i'm sorry. sorry buddy i like walked <laughs> <laughs> so. i guess like, the other one that comes to mind that's uh, and that's interesting is that like is that tony hawk skate game oh yeah um, but yeah. that doesn't work in the arcade either like when you go to the arcade and they have like a, a board like there are a couple of those skate games yeah board. Those yeah are terrible. oh gosh what was that one all, all i know is they had pennywise as the uh as the as the main yeah 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 that's not pennywise yeah. that's the offspring my friend oh that oh something like that okay that, yeah. is, that that was the other track someone should have played more crazy taxi <laughs> like <laughs> that's what i holy shit crazy taxi i could do an episode on yeah crazy taxi yeah crazy taxi and why really that works fun. in the arcade but doesn't work at home i, I played a lot of that at home oh god i did yeah, they, well they adapted like, it for home like they added all those mini games and stuff which were all really fun like yeah the bowling, like the bowling yeah and stuff yeah the concept true. of those games is really funny to me where it's like i will give you four hundred dollars to get me to where i need to go as long as you get me there in seven seconds <laughs> like exactly you know and make it as dangerous as possible yeah. like if you almost kill me like 10 times i will give you a thousand bucks <laughs> exactly you know yeah no but but yeah you're right the, the ones where you had to hold the rails on the on, on either yeah. side and do the tricks yeah that's bullshit so yeah like tony hawk ride and tony, tony hawk shred like you know shame on them for that yeah. <laughs> yeah you know like tony hawk was not good when they brought that out and it was like or it wasn't great when they brought that out but like that was the death blow yeah you know? yeah yeah the uh there's a there, there's a, a nickel arcade in portland where they have a game that is based on um two of the like the big feely type games one of which is a big rig simulator, which is mm-hmm. hilarious and awesome. And yeah, you, you yeah. climb into the cab and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other one is a bike, and you just get on and pedal the bike. Oh yeah, I've played that. Before. And that that's no fun at all. Like yeah. you're just you're, and it's hard. Like you have to bike really fast to be yeah. competitive in that game. Like way faster than I can. And like mm-hmm. I'm out of shape, but like not so much so that you know I would have to train to be successful with this <laughs> video game, and not like a Tetris championship way. Like just physically do jumping jacks, you know, all day. For, for weeks to be okay at this video game and that's not that's not acceptable yeah unacceptable yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is unacceptable um, but uh but but in general like i i feel i feel like and this is the just world fallacy you know in general they're not like publishers aren't willing to put that stuff out unless it's okay or yeah. people are going to like get it Right, because it's such an investment, you know, yeah. and because the video game market is a little bit slimmer now. So in the 80s, people were putting out stuff like, you know, the Power Glove because it was just like, we can't fail. It's video games, boys. It's the new gold rush, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But now it's like they're a little bit more conservative. Well, I mean, yeah. like that was that was all Nintendo though. Like, like was there like were there third party, you know, ones like oh, yeah, that? U Force. Um, oh yeah, yeah the U-Force, Rock and Roll. There's yeah. the weird. Uh, there's the Sega thing that was like a skip it. Like it was just a platform that you stood oh, on yeah, that tilted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Or there was also the Activator. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's all kinds of weird bullshit. Yeah, like stuff. just uh, just just plastic shit that that yeah, yeah meant to mimic that 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 kind of tactile that tactile feel. Yeah, that, that's um, the currency of the Retro Gaming Expo, too. There's all kinds of neat stuff going on and cool stuff for sale. And then there's every dumb <laughs> peripheral you've ever heard of. Yeah. Like every dumb, failed arcade interface. Have you ever played any of the games that use a fishing pole? 
controller? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, those were uh, those were a mainstay on the yeah. Dreamcast. Yeah, and I am. I, I am on the record system. Being, yeah, <laughs> and they're 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 not bad. No, not like, at all. Yeah, I mean it speeds up it speeds up fishing, and you, you know, <laughs> yeah, never a bad, yeah, never <laughs> a bad thing, <laughs> never a bad thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to figure out where where I could go with that. Like they they, they manage to make fishing exciting. Yeah, you, you, you yeah. know. Mildly exciting. I, I'm a person. I've like I've I've been fishing. You know, yeah. I've, I've gone I've gone fishing and everything, and just that. I, yeah. I can't I can't defend these statements. I'm so yeah, sorry. Those games make fishing look like golf. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I golf. I golf, Gary. You know, golf, like uh, I mean, I mean that in a way like it's a mild improvement. Yeah. Like you know, golf is a little bit more fun than fishing. Yeah. Like fishing, nothing happens. I'm so white. And the uh, no, I mean the, the golf is okay. It's yeah. not the golf cast, but golf is okay. <laughs> I've never been a good golf peripheral game either. I can think of. Oh God, uh, so bad. Like not even not even in. In, uh, in in the arcade either like there like there are those driving simulators yeah. you know like yeah. like so much so that golden tea abstracts what you're doing to the point of meaningful meaninglessness yeah like yeah. there's no relation like they require it's so weird like there's no it requires physical movement but what you're doing has nothing to do with what's on the screen kind of except there's strategy to if you do a draw or a fade on it and being able to put that kind of aftertouch and precision to it actually does play to like you know how you're going to go so if 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 it dog legs right you're going to want to slice a little bit so you're going to want it to fade right but i'm saying though just the movement of like sweeping your hand over a trackball yeah is not anything so manipulating a ball Mm -hmm. like in golf you manipulate a ball right you know but you're the way you're doing it is 100 percent different exactly but i I don't i don't think that's any more egregious than than than, uh than hot shots and i don't think anybody could say you know hot shots is 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 bad i I, you're 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 not making a quality yeah hot shots but hot shots doesn't make an attempt to make a tactile like hot shots is a video game so there's that controller (laughs) extract you know abstraction which yeah. is always present mm-hmm. you know there's also like the golden tea thing will get used for any number of things like have mm-hmm. you seen the toss hole golden yes. teas yeah you know or yeah. also known as cornhole yeah cornhole yeah, yeah. Or, or 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 beanbag toss yeah beanbag toss yeah. you know and it's just it's the same and that's even kind of closer because at least that's kind mm-hmm. of an underhand stroke that you're doing on the the thing yeah. even though it requires less like english and stuff like nobody's swinging english on their beanbags for those <laughs> things yeah probably you know, Maybe. somebody, somebody can pull, pull, you know, prove me wrong. <laughs> it's, it's actually good to put a little bit of backspin on it. Oh, on a beanbag yeah. toss? Yeah, because... God, I'm glad I moved away from the Midwest. <laughs> like, everything you said in the last 10 minutes is like, like, man, cool, escape. Like, it's, not, it's like you're turning, like, you're, you know, like, if I, if I don't find the serum before midnight, Oh gosh! So <laughs> did I, I know we said this was the last thing we want to talk about, but vaguely related. Like, did you ever get pinball? No. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I don't like. I want to. I watched a documentary on it. It's huge. It's vaguely fun for a little while, mm-hmm. but I can't be good at pinball. Like, no. I can't do well at pinball. And and like, there's the, there's the, there's this renaissance, like you said, of, of of pinball, but also of like virtual pinball. Like like Zen like Zen pinball, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh, uh, Pop Caps mm-hmm. like has a new pinball game that has like a. I was really excited at PAX. I thought there'd be a new Plants vs Zombies, but instead there's just a Plants vs Zombies <laughs> stage on their pinball game. Yeah, which, you know, not so great. Yeah, but like it's it, it's it's weird to me. Like I've never I've never like gotten 
like there's there, there's this weird intersection between like I want to master this table, but this table is themed after the Adams family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and not not the TV show or anything or the concept, the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, make make the light bulb in Christopher Lloyd's mouth light up. Right. <laughs> right. So. Like watching, like I watched. There's a documentary called like Special When Lit, which yeah. is on uh, like a, a Netflix mainstay. That's really good about pinball and pinball collectors and explains some of what I'm missing mm-hmm. there, but not enough. It doesn't translate into my hands. Like, you know, it just seems like there's always just going to be time where the ball just goes down the center or mm-hmm. goes down that back route that you can't do anything about. That always feels unfair and stupid. Like, yeah, I like how they sound. I like how they look. Mm-hmm. I appreciate design in them, but you know, it's just, it's never like, I don't get it at all. I've played my fair share, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, I'll, yeah. I'll play some pinball. Like if I'm at a bar and I'm killing some time, I'll I'll put away a few bucks on pinball. Yeah, you know. But it's just, it's mostly just to have like some spectacle. Like I just mm-hmm. want some sounds and lights flashing in my face for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't get pachinko either. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a, a national pastime. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, you know, you know, um, when they're not playing ba- when they're not co opting our national pastime. Yeah. 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 No, um, so, but uh, but yeah, I, I I played me some spinball, some Sonic spinball. Yeah, <laughs> I've only I've I haven't played that on an actual card. I only played it on the Genesis six and one. Mm-hmm. Is that game as slow paced as I think it is? is it like extremely like it's pretty plodding. Yeah, yeah, like which I always found really surprising because pinball yeah. is not that. Yeah, um, and I thought maybe it was a problem with the card or anything since I hadn't played it in its original way. Um, but yeah, it's a very like weird kind of plotting game. Yeah. Yeah, I played some Sonic Spinball as well. Yeah, yeah. There's a Kirby. I uh, know that's mini golf. The Kirby's Dream Course. Like, I mean, yeah. that's not about arcades, but <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. as well. Oh gosh, the arcades at mini. The 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 the, the combination arcade mini golf batting cages go karts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love all four of those things. Yeah. Like man, oh man, will I play some mini golf? I'm real good at it too. Like I'm not good <laughs> at sports. I I can clean up a mini golf. Like, yeah. I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. Yeah. We had a, we had a place in uh, in Mansfield called Mohican. Um, I, I think the, the the water slides have have uh, have, mm. got, have uh, slowed down uh, or, or closed down. But they but they had the they, they just had started the, adding jello to the water. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> slow these things down. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> horrifying. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, the uh, the arcade had root beer tapper. And it had um, the Atari uh, Star Wars game, mm. which uh, at that at that point I had only played that on my um, on my friend who lived down the streets Amiga, mm-hmm. um, you know, playing it with a mouse, which is no way to play it at all. Um, yeah. But playing it in vector at that arcade, and then across the street they had a they had an arcade that had um, um, bubble, not bubble, bubble, um, bust a move. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, they had that, and that that had batting cages and go karts and. Uh, Mini mini golf, so right across the street from each other were like all the best things in the world. Water slides, yeah, 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 <laughs> like a, a kid paradise. Yeah. You know, bus move never have made a colorblind mode. That's I so can play, but and they and they introduce new colors as you go, so I can play the first mm-hmm. like three levels of bus to move, and yeah. then immediately like just get screwed at some point. I'm like, why isn't this working? I have three of them. Yeah, and then someone comes in and is like, you're stupid, and and, and, and that's uh, blue and that's purple, dumb dumb, and, and uh, then I just cry. And other uh, and and other puzzle games have been so progressive about that, about adding icons yeah. and things. But yeah, so really, the way that we're going to end this segment of the show is by damning the creators of bus to move. Yeah, exactly, like Namco. This you know. This whole thing was to get to get at you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, make a better Katamari or make Busta Move, you know, colorblind safe.
So we just got finished playing Rampart, uh, which uh, I have to say is really great, even though Gary schooled me, but he has like a PhD in this shit, so. I don't have a PhD in it. What I did was I took the lessons I learned in Blood Wake and applied them to Rampart. So you'd be surprised how much of that translates. Uh, Rampart is my favorite Atari game. I just, I love that, like that, the rhythm of like the attack, defense, and then the repurposing of the Tetris pieces. So it's like pieces. So like part base building, part, you know, strategy. I don't get very far. I only end up playing a couple rounds with any given person, but I think there's such an awesome seed of a good idea in this game that it makes it totally worth playing, you know, regardless. I love the rhythm. I love that there's the building phase around your base and that it, you know, finds out if you're surrounded. Um, I like the attack, like where you can decide, like, okay, how am I going to make your life most inconvenient in the next phase? The thing I don't like about it, and the thing that, like, kind of frustrates me is, like Tetris, the piece that you get in the build phase is random. And so this last 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 round that I lost, I lost because I didn't get a piece that would fit where a hole was. Right. Well, part of that is, like, so when I'm attacking, I'm strategizing to try to make, give you the most difficult holes. Yeah. What I would say is that if you weren't playing it with a trackball and you could place faster, so imagine playing it on a D-pad where you have that kind of precision, whereas a trackball, you're constantly over-rolling your, your target. So play this on Nintendo, and, and it solves a lot of that problem. And then you said there were like people who were like, let's make a 3D version of this? So there's a, I went to a panel run by um, a guy who do uh, Geek Nights. Um, it's a podcast that mostly deals like D&D and board games. They did a panel at PAX last year called Remember the Forgotten Masters, which is about old games that have one totally amazing idea that someone needs to take. And they were talking about, like, why isn't there a 3D version of this with, like, a Minecraft engine? <laughs> and, uh, like, a mix between, like, Boom Blocks and Minecraft. And uh, be still my fucking heart. Like, that is, <laughs> I want to play that game so bad. No, I'm a believer. This is great. I kind of want to, like, seek out a main copy of this or whatever. Yeah, do it. So you've heard what we have to say about arcades and about the games that we've played kind of interspersed throughout this episode. Fun fact, this is um, the episode that took the longest time to record, I think over the span of three weeks or so, um, and also the most number of microphones used. So yeah, this we, is... we've been in a bunker this entire time. <laughs> Send help. Get help. <laughs> this, is, this is like the pet sounds of... of uh... <laughs> Of, of watch out for fireballs just we we brought it in orchestra we brought in no, no, gym players I, I haven't uh i haven't cut my nails <laughs> urine in jars you bring in the milk and hold it a 45 degree angle all right my urine in pitchers um <laughs> wide mouth pitchers so <laughs> jeez way to brag we, yeah, the, the uh, <laughs> it takes a lot. It takes a wide mouth to pour my urine. What are you literally bragging about there? Like thick urine? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> just like to, to, to bragging about the size of the of 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 the urine applicator. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess it's bragging. I don't know exactly what that would say about me. That <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, so I, thick urine. Um, in addition to thick urine, uh, we're also you know the real thing is we are now recording over Skype. We recorded the first half of this episode in person. But we wanted responses from you guys. Yeah. So that's why uh, we had to wait for that. And now we are uh, half a country away from one another. A whole again. country, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, almost. Almost a whole, a whole middle America yeah. between between the two of us. 
And uh, we are ready to read some listener responses. That we are. Um, I can get started with Hong Kong because um, his uh, he's a he, right? Yeah. Okay. His yeah. story is the most horrifying of them. So Hong Kong says, um, I worked at an Aladdin's castle for a year during high school. I think the only reason I was hired uh, was because the manager was about to quit and stopped caring. The new crew was basically a bunch of kids, which sounds like a recipe for disaster, but we really turned the place around. The place became a kind of glorious arcade you saw in movies, quite a change from the potential rape den it had been. And then they closed after a year of record business. That's a shame. He goes on to say some of the worst things I've ever I've ever seen in print. <laughs> yeah, this is, I'm going to interject during these. And this is FYI. So yeah, I'm, I, have, I have a bottle of Purell right here. Uh, some of the things we saw in those days were horrible and disgusting. We had a light gun, a light gun game with these giant rifles that you could holster on the machine in these indents. The day it had been transferred to us, it became obvious that no one at the other arcade even bothered to look over the machine. The rifle indents things were filled with trash and used condoms. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah, and and so... Real quick, the whole machine got decontaminated before any of us would uh, touch it again. No one ever played it even then. Okay. Use condoms in the rifle holsters, Cole. <laughs> I hate to interrupt you before this comment is done, but holy fucking nuts, man. Good like, God. Used? No. No. Okay. Used. Best case scenario, there was a penis inside of it and a vagina around it. Worst case scenario, there was a penis inside of it and a butt around it. Yeah, that was generally the best case scenario. The, uh, and then this is, you know, where, where are you doing that? Like in an arcade, like arcades are dark, smoky dens of inequity. Like, I love that about arcades. Like arcades just look, you know, adult and kind of scary. But I've never been in an arcade and been like, that's a corner that I could fuck somebody in. <laughs> and then afterwards, like, I guess I would be like, what do I do with the product? But like <laughs> the product, <laughs> the result. You, yeah, why, why are you dropping in the holster? Like Jesus Christ! And I, when I read this, I was imagining like multiple, right? So use condoms. Imagine this: the gun being jammed in there, oh. like, and just it's sounding like somebody working, you know, some potato salad with a mortar and pestle. Oh. You know, and it just like, God. oh, good night. Good fucking night, Hong Kong. <laughs> I'm so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I'm glad That's arcades it. are dead. <laughs> no. yeah, this is what killed the arcades. They died of AIDS. They died of AIDS. Shit. Um, well, <laughs> um, it's funny that you mentioned where would they. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hong Kong continues with this other anecdote, uh, which uh, says how people might have fucked in an arcade. We had a Jurassic Park light gun machine where you sat inside it and uh, had curtains on the sides to minimize glare. I remember that game it was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, it had it had tinted glass on the back though, and a couple of kids decided that they were going to try to get their teenage sex on. We rock, paper, scissored to see who was going to tell them to get out because it was so awkward. That would be like, you'd be like under the clock, you know, like rock, paper, scissoring as fast as you possibly can. Because whoever loses, you want to get in there quick before like any, any you know, penetration happens, like before any skin is exposed. Two words, fire hose. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could remember the name of that firefighting game. <laughs> oh yeah that's a joke that's a good joke i like that 
Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, Hong Kong continues. Hong Kong continues. Um, perhaps rightfully so. One time a church group came to the mall and were doing a scavenger hunt. One of the hints was something along the lines of get a token, uh, get a token of sin from the gamblers of the soul, but be sure you avoid their temptations and pray for the damn souls. Turns out they expected the kids to be able to return the tokens afterwards for a refund, but that was totally not happening after ragging on us so hard. <laughs> I remember I had a my, my I think it was my eighth or ninth birthday. It wasn't my tenth because that was in our basement. Maybe eighth or ninth that we had at the uh, at the at the laser arcade. Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned it in the body of the episode itself. And one of the kids' moms came, you, you know, it was, it was, it was like one of my best friends at the time. Um, and you know, she, she was expressing like discontent saying like, yeah, this is neat, but I really don't like arcades because they kind of, you know, it's kind of like gambling, mm, which yeah. we mentioned that in the body of the episode too. Like the ticket machines are gambling. Yeah. Yeah. It's gambling. And, and arcades are, are, are casinos are just like the most boring arcade in the world. <laughs> you know, like if you ever go to a, to a casino, it's just a slow, boring, like the play mechanics are for shit. Yeah. You know, the platforming is awful. The level design sucks. <laughs> you know, it's just bad. like, you know, casinos suck. They're bad arcades. <sighs> yeah. So people, yeah. religious people don't like that. Um, I've got a ton of other stories, but I'll leave my top one for the last um, he, he leaves a note here, which is kind of perplexing. He says, Gary, stop reading here. Cole, don't let Gary read this. I would feel bad. Gary, plug your ears, I guess. I, I will. I will uh, take off my cans. Just hum, hum gently. <clears throat> I think my best memory of the arcade would have to be this one, though. I met my significant other there when we sh- when she was playing some weird Japanese claw game. It had come in a month before, and... Uh, had not a single win up until she came in. Her second try, she got a Hello Kitty key ring. We started talking and hit it off, and now we're still together all these years later. I know I know why he didn't want me to. It's because of uh, in the Dead Idea of a Hollow I did, I talked a lot about my uh, upcoming divorce and stuff. Oh, So he doesn't okay. want to make me feel bad via V romance. Okay. Um, um, but that's, that's so, very sweet of you, Hong Kong. I appreciate yeah. that, but I'm, <laughs> no, and, I'm okay. And it's a sweet story. Um, Hong Kong, I, 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 I've, I'm like crazy single, so you should be more worried about offending me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Perpetually single man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the lower third for me on the news. Lo- lo- Cole, Cole, Cole Ross noted unfuckable. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, you gotta hang out near uh, more gun games, dude. This like, is true. You gotta get, get some games. Of that Jurassic Park action. <laughs> yeah. um, that, that's very sweet of you, Hong Kong. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I, you know, I, uh, uh, you know, I just, I'm just processing. So I'm cool. <laughs> I'm all good. I'm numb. So yeah, I'm, I'm numb. Yeah, I would like to hear more of those stories, Hong Kong. Yeah, so if you, like if I've you got a ton of these of stories. Start a podcast, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, like, dude, really? do like a, a short, like a ten episode run of this shit. Like if you have like a bunch <laughs> of stories like that, that's. That's awesome. Like, yeah, I love that. Or, stuff. or like, if you want to write them down, we can do a, we can do a post on the blog in your name. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. So yeah. If you have more stuff, man, send it, send it our yeah, way. Cause I, really? I like that shit. It's so uh, hot. It's on fire. Hence the silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's our little, that's our alarm. Good response. Something terrible is happening outside of my apartment. <laughs> shots fired. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Shots fired somewhere. Yeah. Um, so, uh, excellent, excellent stories, Hong Kong. The uh, next response is from Galilee. And Galilee says, When I was a kid, the Dragon's Lair arcade machines looked like magic to me. 
I probably spent a fortune pumping quarters into that machine. It felt like playing a Disney cartoon, and I became obsessed with everything Dragon's Lair. I remember getting the C64 version on two tapes, no less, and the disappointment when that game didn't look anything like the arcade version. <laughs> Later, I got the Amiga version that came on, what, 10 discs? And that version felt pretty damn close to the real deal. <laughs> Fast forward to present, and my obsession still lingers. Whenever I see a new version of Dragon's Lair, I have to own it. Now I play it and finish it while on the shitter. Damn, I do so. recognize it's a pretty bad game, but the nostalgia lingers and makes me look past all that. And I guess that's why uh, Digital Leisure is still in business. So <laughs> the, think- This was mentioned in the Something Awful thread. Uh, think about improving your diet. if you can. <laughs> Yeah, yeah some, somebody said that. Like, gave you some shit about how long you're taking a shit. But the, the Dragon's Layer is pretty pretty short if, you're, if you know all the yeah, that's true. things to it. Dragon's Layer looked amazing to me, too. But I was always scared to play it because, uh, one... It always had a lot of like adults around it mm-hmm. for some reason in the arcade I grew up in, and two, it was always expensive. Yes, like it was always you know uh, like a premium price game, and for a game that's based entirely on trial and error, that's kind of a dick move. A little bit, um, but I love yeah. how that game looks. Like I love yeah. Don Bluth animation. Like I anything that came out of the seventies and eighties that's an alternative to Disney mm-hmm. is very close to my heart. Yes, because I, I do not like, and same thing I feel about Pixar now. Like I do not like these monolithic animation aesthetics where it's like we've just decided there's one thing and that's okay so with you know in the 70s you know like anything don bluth i loved and then now you know like Coraline or like miyazaki anything that's not pixar right now i'm generally heads over heels for just because it's not the same right you know um yeah so yeah i I totally agree and i and dragon's layer like that's a you know if it wasn't uh the, the problem with not making it a quarter game though is that you lose any kind of like tension like, it only takes a half hour to play. You start off right where you died. You know, they made later disc versions of uh, Dragon's Lair. Yeah, yeah. A, it was, I think I think there is a version on the Philips CDI as well, although that might yep. be, yeah. Yep, and the uh, and you know, you can get it on iOS now, too. I bought it for, for iOS and, and played through it just for, for nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I bought stuff. it after I read this response, actually, because I didn't know it was available. So Yeah, and it's, it's good. Like, I like Dragon's Lair. Like, they're not good games, you're right, but they do look really cool, and mm-hmm. they presented a really neat you know, place on that story, story game access that we're always talking about. Yeah. And like, it was, it was a step above because most, most, arca- most console games at this time were chasing after like recreating the arcade experience. And it was one of those steps forward that was like, <laughs> okay, do this consoles. You right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. Hey. Oh, thanks golly. Thank you. Um, going on to a response from Colonel John matrix. Thank you so much for your service, Colonel. Um, <laughs> sir. Um, I was about 10 years old during the second golden age of arcades during the early 90s. It was such a magical place for a young gamer. I sank so much money into a four-player Ivan Stewart Super Off-Road, props, son, that I probably could have uh, bought the damn machine. I also loved all the big multiplayer co-op side-scrollers with Aliens vs. Predator being my favorite. Real quick interjection. Uh, okay. They have Aliens versus Predator at Ground Control. Yes, they do. My favorite thing about it is when you're going to the right as a Predator, you <laughs> refill your health, you eat entire pizzas. Um, and I, I forgive me, it's been a couple weeks since you recorded the first part of that. If I mentioned that in the first part, I apologize. But I just love that Predators are walking around eating pizza. Yeah. Like in that game. Like just they reuse the, with their, the sprite from Ninja Turtles or something. Just, just mad gruffling pizza with their horrifying vagina mouths. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The same mouths that those, uh, those, what are those sheep dogs have? Like the, the dog in Labyrinth has one of those Cthulhu mouths as well. 
Oh man! Continuing uh, with Sir Sir Colonel John Matrix, um, people people who were too young to experience this time period can't comprehend just how fucking cool Mortal Kombat was when it came out. When it dropped, it was the stuff of playground legend. The first time I saw Sub Zero pull off somebody's head, my buddies and I nearly shit our pants. The two D fighting era also ushered in each arcade having that guy in quotes and with a registered trademark sign uh, who knew every move and could kick the ever loving shit out of you within five seconds. I vividly remember bringing my GamePro magazine with the move list up to the machine and challenging the local games master. The kid was probably six years older than me. He smugly looked on me, looked down on me as I dropped in one of my quarters. I was dead within seconds and, and had my harps ripped out, literally. Literally because the, uh, the guy I was playing as Kano. I so miss that era. Sad face. That. Thank you. Yeah, totally. That uh, and that's I like that we got the story about that because we talked about in the episode how that's something that is a big part of arcades but wasn't really big for us. So we didn't talk about it very much. Mm-hmm. That like whole I got next, you know, competitive fighting thing. Yeah. Um, now, Mortal Kombat, that was that was definitely a formative one for me too. I forget the name of the store. Maybe it was like Farmore or uh oh god, I forget. It was one of those failed like um pharmacy slash like you know sundries stores kind mm-hmm. of places um that had a uh, it had a uh, it's uh, there's a it's a it's a code factory a burlington code factory now in my hometown but i remember they had a uh, a mortal Kombat machine out front whenever whenever me and my dad would go there uh you know me and my brother and dad we would always you know pop a couple of quarters in um and we liked it so much because somebody entered the blood code yeah yeah it's so <laughs> like that was just it's funny that you bring that up i was just about to mention like it's so crazy that like mortal Kombat had cheat codes in the arcade like that's an odd thing, mm-hmm. and like um, you, you could always tell. And like if somebody didn't do it, you would walk up to an enter and say, "Thank me later, everybody else who plays this after me." Yeah, exactly. Like I'm gonna start a <laughs> legacy here. I'm gonna fix this arcade machine for you. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I played most of my Mortal Kombat on on the on home systems. Me too. But uh, uh, you know, I remember Genesis. when I when I did first see it, it was really huge, and that was like when I talked in the beginning of the episode about spending a lot of time watching people play mm-hmm. arcade games. I watched a lot of Mortal Kombat because. You know, that like the the fatalities and everything like that, you know, there were magazines like post magazines pre-internet. So they weren't quite the stuff of Playground Legend, but, you know, seeing them reliably wasn't always available. So, you know, I would just watch and just hope that somebody knew new fatalities who would win. (laughs) And I just wanted to see all of that violence. (laughs) Um, So those Bible people were right. They they were right. All those people trading in their tokens of inequity, inequity into the sin machines. <laughs> you, so. you you just described like a scrapped quest from Planescape, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> turn in your tokens of inequity. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, a couple uh, last responses here from uh, Facebook. Um, James Robinson says, <clears throat> "Okay, the best arcades I can remember, and I'm from the UK, were the Golden Mile in Blackpool in the northwest of England." I remember them having all the latest and gimmicky early 90s games, like that holographic Sega Time Traveler and that giant Galaxian 3 machine. And there's a link there that we will put in the uh, show notes. I can remember seeing Golden Axe, Moonwalker, Turtles, and Simpsons games here for the first time. I can even remember going here when I was younger, and they still had rows of Space Invader machines in 1988. There's still a good selection on the Gold Mile, but the arcades are much more family-friendly and feel a lot less like the ones in RoboCop 2. Isn't it a school day? So very, just, very good. I love RoboCop 2. I'd play that for a dollar. Yeah. 
<laughs> there probably were a dollar for that. It was a dollar for that Sega holographic time traveler machine. Yep. Um, I mentioned that in the episode. I couldn't remember the name of it, and he provided a link, which we'll put in that show notes yep. as well. Synergy. Um, yeah, and again, it, that, that game is essentially a dragon player, <laughs> just with, with holograms. Yeah. So, uh, but this Galaxian three machine, like I, you know, before this post, I had never seen it before. It's a monster. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, yeah. That's, you know, it seems like if you were one of the you know five richest kings in Europe, like <laughs> I would want to, to own one of these bad boys. Nice, cool. So, thank you, James. Uh, moving on, this is Dennis Furia of DTR. This My, is a sweet story. It is. It's it's this is the first one we got in, and it's very sweet. Yeah. My dad gave me $10 to buy a souvenir while we were on a vacation, and I wound up blowing it all in the arcade on my first day. My 10-year-old self was terrified and tried to hide it until our last day. When my dad found out, instead of being mad, he took me to the arcade, uh, had me show him what games I'd blown my money on, Rampage, Pinball, and Area 51, and then proceeded to play them with me for the rest of the afternoon. Best vacation ever. Aww. That's, I like that story. That's a good that's story. Sweet. His that's dad's a cool sweet. guy too. <laughs> yeah, as as I can tell. Yeah. Um, so that was very, very cute. Yeah. So thank you, Dennis, for 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 warming our hearts and leaving us on a uh, on a warm note. Yeah. Cole and I are going to go make out in the back of a Jurassic Park machine. <laughs> that's and, what I was going to say. Damn it. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 I'm going to deliberate all over his face. <laughs> And then, <laughs> sorry, don't, I might don't, do that. I don't, do I want to leave that in? I don't know. Don't, don't um, feed the rumors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slash fiction material. Um, instead, I'm just going to deliberate into his ear. So <laughs> let's stop. Let's pull the curtain. Um, okay. So uh, we, we are back. Do not check in the holsters in the uh, Jurassic Park machine and uh as much as we we loved hong kong stories and we want to put them up on the blog because they're awesome and if you have any more please uh send them to us but you have also uh, i feel like you've won uh relatively recently um so we are going to give the prize to colonel john matrix thank you so much for your service yes <laughs> this, is, this is you know you got your parade like, uh, <laughs> this is it i think we all had that experience of like the you know as much as we didn't play tons of fighting games i think that that uh you know the kid who's like the arcade master is a really universal, you know, experience. So uh, that's what I liked about that. Yeah. And uh, and you kind of think you're tough shit because you got the game pro. And we, and, uh, <laughs> just getting smacked down. And just getting the smackdown. I like that story. Which I mean, isn't that the nerd? Isn't that the nerd story? Comprehension and just having a large body of knowledge that you can reference that does not trump actual ability. <laughs> that is that is a nice microcosm for high school. Exactly and, uh, beyond. Uh, um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, so, John, you uh, you have won uh, a copy of the next game we're doing, if or any of the next couple games we're doing. If you're interested yeah. in playing along at all with us, um, the next game we will be doing, and you know, we have a long belated apology to uh, Tomba fans. Yeah, because we've been we've been screwing you over again and again, bl- uh, we, delaying your game. We put Caveman in a corner. Yeah, we did. Put, we did put Caveman in a corner, but Caveman's out. <laughs> uh, so, so we are finally uh, doing our Tomba game, and it's not you know uh, we I've been playing Tomba. It's great. It's not because we don't like it or anything. We just yeah. had all this stuff come up. Mm-hmm. So uh, the second super fun. the yeah. second it came out on PSN, I was like, yeah, we need to do that. So yeah. that that episode's coming out on November first. It's the next one that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. After that, uh, we're going to be doing Metal Gear Solid um, for the PlayStation Network. And, uh, yeah, not much else needs to be said about that. It yeah. is a, uh, you know, the defining kind of stealth action game 
Mm-hmm. But, so, uh, in honor of Dishonored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in order to honor Dishonored. Yes. And just, we're just going to get to a zero sum. Yeah. <laughs> um, for uh, November 29th and December 13th, we're going to be doing a two-part blowout extravaganza on the first fallout. I believe the cutoff point is the water merchants, um, yep. if what Gary said holds true. Yep. Once you uh, once you have found the water merchants, that's the, the place where we're going to be stopping but or splitting the episode but continue yeah. to play yeah that is you know my favorite game i love fallout i'm so looking forward to this and uh mm-hmm. give yourself a nice lead time for it yeah um something that i'm trying to keep in mind just for myself and for cole as well but i think would apply to you guys um take it in you know like you could if you try to play this and rush through it you're not going to get very much and the joy of these games you know and same thing with torment is is the detail and the the extraneous you know side stuff is you know can i do this can i get away with this build you know how is this person going to react if i do this mm-hmm. and uh you know there are rules it's a role playing game so that that's all dependent on stats you're going to get different kind of playthroughs so save often and be meticulous and you will get the best experience out of fallout are you going to be doing any kind of like challenge run yeah i'm i'm going to try a a non lethal through okay so that's okay. what i'm gonna do for metal gear solid actually to make it oh, interesting awesome. to make it interesting just because i've beaten it like seven times um yeah i'm going to try and do a no kill run that's um, excellent because i i i have been i haven't played metal gear that many times like i like metal gear but i think that you're probably a bigger fan of the series than me even though I'm, I'm a big fan of the series mm-hmm. um so i don't i don't trust myself to go back to it after all this time and do a no kill run but uh, i like i like these themed playthroughs i like that as a, a nice way to, to vary up our conversation yeah so I will be killing everyone I possibly can in Metal Gear. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully nobody in Fallout. Right. Um, and then finally, we're going to end out the year um, with kind of a follow-up to a classic episode, one that is really well-regarded. Um, I'm speaking, of course, about Shadowrun. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year, around that time, we did the uh, the original, not the original, we did the Genesis version of Shadowrun. The Genesis of Shadowrun. Um, yes, yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> Genesis and original kind of mean the same thing. I yeah, <laughs> What's going on in your brain there? Yeah, that's that, that's where the wires got crossed. But this year, we're going to be doing the SNES version of Shadowrun, which is more of a role-playing game, uh, more of a point-and-click adventure game, and secretly kind of more of my alley. Yeah, um, I think yeah, hopefully Cole is going to, going to dig it more. And I, I love this game. Like, it is mm-hmm. not a uh, – uh, I, lo- I love them both. They're hugely formative to me as a uh, pen-and-paper role-playing game kid. I remember going to the, the – uh, uh, video game store, the local one that we had with the, the local pervert. I've told stories about him before. <laughs> um, and uh, I loved Shadow on the pen and paper game, and I saw it for uh, Super Nintendo, and I was super excited. And when I saw the Genesis version, despite the fact that I had a different cover, I thought it would be the same game. Yeah. And then uh, the guy told me, like, no, it's a totally different game. And I was just like, that's amazing. And I had two really good uh, two really good games based on this property I loved. And then he showed you some objectionable GIFs. Yeah, th- yeah. then he showed me a screen full of GIFs and just kind of <laughs> toothlessly leered at me. Like, the guy used to hit on my mom every time I came in. Ugh. Fucking repulsive. And, like, he, if he, unless he is a lich, he is dead now. So I don't, I don't feel, feel like that. But he very well could have some kind of fucking boner cavern full of, you know, <laughs> Dick whore crutches. And just, well, okay. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to ruin my Christmas gift to you. I have his phylactery. <laughs> <laughs> I have his phylactery, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> I can destroy it in like some kind of ritual. I went to the call. Damn you, Ed. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, and then next year is a whole new frontier. Yeah, we got some of that stuff planned out, and it's rad. Yeah, it's fucking it's really, rad. We're, we're, yeah, we're doing at the very beginning of the year. We're doing a really, really good 
uh, a very, very good game. Yes. Um, early on that I'm super excited about that. Mm-hmm. And we, we got these little hints. So we're, we're dropping these rhythms, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we're doing Shadowrun around the same time we did Shadowrun. You know, we did uh, 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 some other thing. We did <laughs> yeah, Gabriel Knight around the same time we did Mist, all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did, yeah, exactly. We did Gabriel Knight around the same time we did Mist. So we're kind of doing these rhythms. So if you want to be uh, get all lost on this, yeah. you can decide for the clues and try to guess what we're going to do at the beginning of the year. We did, but, uh, we're doing Fallout around the same time we did Vampire. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. A little bit later just because of all this uh, Portland Retro Gamer mm-hmm. Expo uh, extra stuff. But yeah, so we're, we're kind of getting into these rhythms. And that means sometime, I bet you in the spring, I bet you it's safe to say that we're going to do some kind of survival horror. Okay. And that's awesome. I look forward to that as well. Mm. I look forward to all of it. I'm excited about everything. Every episode is just, is just, is just unbridled joy. So I like as a busy man with school and work, I like playing video games. Yeah. So awesome. So if you like playing video games, there's a bunch of stuff that you can do. Um, which, you know, in addition to reaching out um, to us to respond about the games, we didn't mention it earlier, but I'll say it now. We have all these lines of communication. Watch out for fireballs at duckfeed.tv, duckfeed.tv slash contact. There's a form on the uh, Watch Out for Fireballs page. Uh, watch out for fireballs.com redirects to that. We also have the voicemail that is 419-834-WOFF. It's not toll free, but the podcast is. So if you have any thoughts on um, the games that we are going to be playing that we just mentioned, um, or any of the games that we've played before like you know we can definitely we, we, we would love to hear it so yep. um dip back in and uh hit those up we love to hear from you um it is definitely a huge thing another huge thing um is uh if you go to duckfeed.tv slash tip jar <clears throat> um there is a uh a link that you can follow that will take you to Amazon. Um, if you order stuff through that link or if you click on any product um, on the page and order it from there, we get credit for that. And uh, like there's a little kickback. It doesn't cost you anything extra. Uh, we would never ask you to do that. There is a donation link there. You know, we don't want to like be as gauche as to say like, hey, give us, you know, give us some money. But I would like to acknowledge Joel, who just gave us some stuff. Um, you know, we, we always want to acknowledge those things. So thank you so much, Joel. That's an option. We really don't want you to do it. Honestly, it's very much appreciated. But don't put yourself out. Just uh, just know know that the Amazon thing, that really helps us out as far as like bandwidth Costco and making it possible for us to do the show without it being a huge burden on anything more than our time. So thank you so much for that. In addition to, you know, to all those uh, ways of getting in touch with us, um, you know, we have a YouTube channel. I'm going to put up some more of those uh, this week um, that we recorded in person. We have a Twitter you can follow. We have Facebook um, where, you know, we talk to people, um, you know, and kind of start the conversation. I want to give a quick shout out to Osmosis. Um, He has been featured on the show several times. Um, We read his voice um, who uh, hooked up with me on Steam and uh, and and gave me a little gift. I really appreciate that. So thank you very much. I'd also like to mention uh, we're starting a newsletter for the network. So yes. if you want to be, you know, if you do not, uh, you're not into any of those social media things that we just talked about, you just want emails about when new stuff comes out. If you want to hear about the other shows we're doing, anything like that, you can go to uh, www.duckfeed.tv, sign up for the inbox assault is what it's called. It does not mean your inbox will actually be assaulted. There will no, be you know, no <laughs> spam, no nothing like that. Um, we just want to keep you abreast of things going on. Yeah, it'll just be a weekly digest, very, very short with uh, concise descriptions of what happened on each show during the week um, with with relevant links to take you through to uh, those things for subscriptions and stuff like that. So uh, we're going to try and make it funny, or I'm going to try and make it funny. 
um, and uh, worth your time and you can unsubscribe at any time. So we would love to see people like getting hip to that. And if it becomes more of a thing, then cool. That's more of a thing. Yeah. Um, in addition, there's all the kind of like usual stuff. Um, we don't want to inundate you um, more than we already have, but uh, iTunes, we're blowing up on that. We just recently got featured on the What's Hot um, page, and we would like to uh, keep that. We're in the rankings again, which is which is super cool for our egos. There's two. There's two kinds of people in this world, right? There's hot, and then there's not. Yeah. And forever we were not. <laughs> But for once, we're hot. And, and I just want to – is now more important than ever if you have been uh, delaying, uh, you know, uh, rating, reviewing on iTunes, subscribing or anything. But hey, iTunes is not your thing. I totally understand. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to hear from you if you would enjoy the functionality of having like a, an iOS or Android app. Yes, very much show. so. That is now an option for us and we just want to gauge interest. Oh. And speaking of, of, of gauging interest, the other thing we're gauging interest on is T-shirts. Um, if you would uh, purchase a Watch Out for Fireball shirts from a shirt from us, please email shirts at duckfeed.tv. Um, we're looking at you know no more than twenty dollars shipped for like a nice you know not a nipple chafing monster <laughs> like a, like a you know a nice shirt that's going to feel good on them nips. Um, <laughs> you can find pictures of me wearing like the prototype of it on our Facebook page um, at PAX. So just a big waffle on the front, no obnoxious web addresses, nothing uh, nothing awful. Yeah. So we we're tasteful men, yeah. and uh, we like tasteful shirts. Definitely. So uh, if you'd be interested in that, it's just it's a big uh, financial commitment for us to make a bunch of them and then sit on them. Right. So we want to know who's interested before we make them. Yeah, who's interested, um, size if you can and everything. And then like that will be – like that's not binding. Like what we'll do is we'll take actual orders um, after that. So just express interest and if we decide to go forward with it, we'll start the campaign for actual like concrete kind of things. Um, the other thing is um, I've started uh, – my. Our jaunt to the uh, Portland Retro Game Expo got me real into Perler pixel art. Um, mm-hmm. So I've started making um, Perler waffles just as a way to listen to podcasts and do things with my hands. Um, so if you would like one of those, um, get in contact us with us somehow on that to express interest. And we'll see how many to make and we'll and, you know ship those out. They'll be like magnets. They're about like five inches tall by four inches wide. They're pretty neat. Um, check out the Facebook if you're interested. Yeah, I would like one of those, Cole. Okay, no. I, <laughs> um, just, you know, think, just, think of me too, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, the other, like, kind of, like, basic stuff, not, again, not to go on, tell a friend, spread some word. If you know somebody who likes old games uh, who would like us, you know, that's that, that's the biggest way that we grow. Um, also, check out other shows on the network. Chief among them, uh, Gary's show, Dead Idea Valhalla, which is now being syndicated on the DuckBeat.tv network. There's one new episode that was produced recently as a preamble, and then he is running the old stuff, which is still freaking hilarious. Um, oh, the, thank you. The most recent one, um, or as of this recording, features his amazing Macy Gray impersonation. Um, you guys remember Macy Gray, right? <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying to find – tr- I've got a couple of people who have taken video of me doing that at karaoke. <laughs> uh, doing uh, I Walk Away and I Stumble. Um, or I Try is the name of that song. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really fun. Like sometimes uh, you know, people generally get annoyed by the end of it. But initially <laughs> there's a nice moment of shock where like uh, this, you know – chubby bearded man walks up and then does a pitch perfect Macy Gray impersonation. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, yeah, I, I would love it if you checked out that show. We have some other shows on the network too. Um, Cole's got, uh, those damn Ross kids, which is a, a comedy show he does with his brother, who is a hilarious dude. And if you like me making fun of Cole, you will love <laughs> Chris making fun of Cole. Cause he's better at it than I am. Um, he's had more then, practice. 
yeah, tons of practice, a lifetime of practice. Imagine if you had exposure to coal. Like, you know, when, with, in speculative fiction where someone is born in an environment with high gravity and thus grow up with super strength? Chris Ross has grown up in an environment with constant exposure to Cole Ross and thus has grown up with super strength as far as via V making fun of Cole Ross. So, so the, uh, it, it is, it is a treat. And, uh, in addition, um, he has a show called stand another don't treat and reel me this. Um, our contributor to this episode, Dennis is on that show. Um, it is a very, you know, excellent, uh, uh, kind of a more of a modern game show. Um, about news and, and new games and kind of it's still about that experiential side. People are still talking about what you know what's awesome about the games and everything, but uh, it's a you know a little different. A nice companion piece to the show. Yeah, um, we would also like to mention somebody that we met at PRGE, um, which uh, you know who's who's put out this awesome service, this awesome uh, like would you call it like a web app, a website, a web destination? It's called Cheerful Ghost. If you go to uh, cheerfulghost.com, and what it is is like a community site organized by by games so you join this you start a, a conversation about a game that you like and then anyone you know can uh can comment on it and you just start but i love that it's organized by game rather than person mm-hmm. so as opposed to you know if i just want to you know hey i want to talk about binding of isaac like i go on there and i just find everything everyone has written about binding of isaac yeah in, in one kind of thread like that mm-hmm. so it's really you know real clever and uh i i joined up um this week i'm gonna start putting posts for our show um, for the games we do. So it's another, you know, alternative, you know, if you want to talk about the games we're doing, cause that's what the show is about. Yeah. And, uh, I definitely recommend checking it out. Um, there's also some like, you know, news stories that come through and everything. A uh, guy that runs it is a, uh, a, a world-class dude, uh, named John, super friendly. Um, I recommend signing up. Yeah. So it is, it is a very, very neat service. Something I, um, have wanted for a while actually. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have. I feel like this is a huge uh, deluge of, of admin stuff at the end. Next episode will be a little lighter on it. Um, we just haven't uh, recorded like this over after a while, and a lot of things have kind of come up. Yeah, so apologize he, for that. Huge, awesome things for the show. We're kind of at this great turning point, and like that's the first time I've ever said we're at a turning point and meant it to be positive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gary, we need to talk. No, yeah. um, so, so uh, most of all, like we, we just we we can't thank you enough for listening and for and for participating. It makes our day. It makes our week. You know, it makes it makes our yep. gear. All that kind of stuff. So just uh, immense gratitude to you for 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 putting up with us. So yeah, yeah absolutely, and for putting up with like whatever dinosaur is dying outside my window. <laughs> I don't know if you, you can hear that, but it's awful. Um, Anywho, wait, wait a minute. Um, so yeah. what, what killed the dinosaur? Uh, fireballs. Should we watch out for them? The dinosaurs should watch out for fireballs.
Yeah, that's he's he's hitting the micro the microphone. Yeah, sorry, cable. that's right. Has he done uh, it like a bunch this whole time? Like, oh, I'll try to I'll try to push him away from it. I, no, I, I'm only noticing. I like, can't right do now. the like I can't yeah. put him away, or he'll just scratch the door. Exactly, like, there's yeah. nothing to be done about this yeah, except exactly. like if I want to put him to sleep or something. Like, <laughs> exactly. 